This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marks, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. Here's Lee Maddox. And welcome in, everyone, to Columbia Central Football in the first round of the 2021 TWSAA Playoffs with Terry Wilcox, Coach Mike Lyon, Lee Maddox, and we'll be bringing you the call of tonight's game as 6-4 and four Columbia hosts 6-4 and four Mount Juliet in this Class 5A matchup. A great night for high school football here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium under the lights, and uh, we're just moments away from kicking off the playoffs off season terry mike it's great to be here and play off football right oh man you can't beat it 50 degrees right now probably dropped another five or six degrees throughout the game you gotta love it football weather uh playoffs first home game and i forget how many years nine years nine years well yeah, that's awesome so good gonna have a good crowd out here supporting the lions so let's put that w in the win column yeah we got the first rung on the ladder accomplished we're in the playoffs we got the second rung accomplished we got to play at home in the first round of the playoffs now we just got to keep climbing the ladder and uh and, and keep it going after those goals we got a big challenge tonight mount uh mount juliet comes in with a with a strong team and some big boys up front uh you know they they uh, then they win their first six games this year, and then yes. uh, kind of went on a little bit of a, a little bit of a skid, uh, a little bit. So maybe we can catch them uh, and continue that skid for them. Well, there's no doubt the the caliber of the the uh, the, the teams that they faced were a whole lot different in yep. that first half of the season versus the second one. But obviously, yep. it's a huge game for the Lions tonight as they host their first playoff game since the 2012 season. They've had that privilege because they finished second in Region 6, while the Mount Juliet Golden Bears, with that 6-4 and four record, they finished third in Region 5. All of this in 5A. They started out, as we said, 6-0, and oh, and they've lost their past four, and uh, that's behind Green Hill last or They come in at third behind Green Hill and Station Camp, and... Uh, and just ahead of Wilson Central, who finished fourth in Region 5. They finished 3-3 three and three in their region play. The preseason predictions, if you can believe this, the, they had them finishing second behind Hillsborough. Hillsborough didn't even make the playoffs. And so really a strong Region 5 uh, region that this tells us for sure. They, but they haven't had a win, Mount Juliet, uh, hadn't had a win since September 24th, and that was against Wilson Central. So they've got to be hungry for a win, and that yep. could be kind of scary if you're a lion. But the Lions have got to – there's no doubt they're pumped after getting that big win last week and, of course, like we said, finishing second on the year. 
Yeah, that, uh, you know, yes, they're hungry, but there's also that little specter that, you know, they've had four uh, tough weeks in a row and, and stuff, and if we can get up on them early and we can create some issues and, and create some doubt in their mind early in this game, then the question marks will start popping up in their heads. You know, their kids, you know, like everybody else, and we keep in, in all we want to do, you know, we, we get going on it. Uh, you know, we know our kids are resilient. We know our kids can come back from, can come from behind on this. Uh, what we want to do is raise that, uh, raise that level, uh, that, that level of doubt for them. Well, no doubt Columbia comes in here tonight on that high note after easily taking care of Spring Hill last week, 34 to nothing, and getting to host this playoff game is huge, and the team is really healthy with basically everyone no, I'm sorry. I thought that was Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> With everyone's basically healthy, everyone ready to play, and we'll hear from some of those players and the final word from head coach John Moore just before kickoff. The Lions are in the playoffs for the third straight year, and uh, uh, are we on the air? You guys, we're, we're good? Uh, uh, they're getting to hope. Wait a minute, I lost my place. <laughs> The Lions are in the playoffs for the third straight year, and I know I'll never forget, as uh, Terry, I think you were there a year ago in the first round, that overtime thriller at Gallatin. Oh, what a, what a great game. And I tell you, they had some big boys, too. They had a huge offensive line, but uh, we were able to make them move a little bit, and, uh, and they struggled with that. So, uh, yeah, we just got to do the same thing. Great, exciting win went into overtime, and uh, that's – we don't want to go to overtime. We want to win in regulation. Well, if we go to overtime, we need we need to win for sure. But sure. and obviously they they did uh, Columbia. You know, after that big win at uh, Gallatin, they uh, the, then lost to eventual state champion Summit in the second round. Overall playoff record for the Lions is sixteen and fourteen, including state runner up in twenty. In, in 2009 and 2012, and of course, state champions in 2010 and 1952. So we'll take a quick time out. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Steve, the garbage man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
for the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRN. Back to the booth, here's Lee Maddox. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And we're going to go right ahead and hear from some of our players that we talked to prior to tonight's game to get their take on how they're going to take on the Mount Juliet Golden Bears. Joining with linebacker Watson Harvey. Watson, uh, man, it's a huge night, huge uh, challenge for the Lions. First round of the playoffs. What does it make? What does it mean to you to first of all to get here and then to be playing in this game tonight? You know, I've been here four years now, and this is the uh, I went to playoffs one time my sophomore year, and that took a lot of work to get there. And this time, it took the same amount of work to get there for every single game we played. And uh, it's just, first off, it's a blessing to be here, you know, to being able to go to the playoffs and have a chance on extending our season and to, to keep playing. I think going into it, if, as long as we keep our heads right and keep everything, you know, tight and not to get loose on anything or not to mess around, as long as we, as long as we focus and put our heads down, I think everything's going to go good this season. There's no doubt they're coming in here thinking the same thing that you are. They they. they put the cleats on, put the shoulder pads on, put the helmet on, just like you all do. Uh, but it's going to come down to, like you said, who, who makes the least mistakes and then maybe who wants it the most. And I think oh, yeah. you all want it, right? Uh, yes, yes, sir, we do. A lot. A lot. All right. Yeah. Well, good luck tonight and uh, hope we're, we're talking again next week. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Thank you. And now we're with Max Patton, the punter and kicker for the Lions. And Max, uh, uh, maybe you should be playing more defense. I don't know. After watching you last week at Spring Hill, you were making all the tackles on the on the punt and kickoff returns. But uh, your thoughts on tonight, and, and well, first of all, your thoughts on the whole season, what it's been like for you? Um, it's been it's been pretty solid so far. I've tried to be consistent as consistent as possible. Um, I think going into tonight, a lot of people have the right mindset, and we're just going to come and go by the game plan. And hopefully, everything turns out good. Well, nothing against you. I hope we don't have to rely on the kicking game a lot. Right. Uh, that means we're doing pretty good, other than extra points. You know, we'd mm-hmm. like to kick right. a lot of extra points. But, uh, yeah, talk about uh, your mindset, you know, what you're preparing yourself for as, uh, you know, you got a home playoff game here, and it's the playoffs, you know. So it's the kicking game is always going to be important in any game, but especially tonight. Well, I just try to go out and do my job whenever I can, whether it's I need an extra point or a field goal or a good kickoff or a punt. I just want to set my team up for the best position. And make the tackle as, if you needed to as well, right? Of course. If it's not in the end zone, I'm going to go down and try to make a tackle. So, <laughs> Well, good luck tonight, and uh, you had a great season. All right. Thank you. Senior offense and defensive lineman Eli Hyde here. And, uh, Eli, it's been a... Uh, successful season. You guys finish second in the region, and as a result of that, you get to host a home playoff game for the first time in nine years. What's that mean to you tonight? Well, it, it feels special. It feels like we've really achieved something, and it's just something to. Uh, it's really exciting to be a part of. You think everybody's come together now at the right time? I think you're you're all pretty healthy tonight. I know you missed last week, but but uh, I think you're back tonight. And uh, it seems like the whole team is back a little more healthier than you have been in several weeks. Yes, sir. We're uh, I think we're all all good and healthy and just ready to play. And we're just I don't know ready to get this ball game started. 
What's the bottom line for you? What's it going to mean tonight to get a victory? Another game. That's all it'll mean. I mean, if, if we go out tonight, this will be my last game. So I'm just hoping we can keep going. Well, hopefully you will. Good luck tonight. Thank you. And now with senior Mike Johnson. Mike, uh, goodness gracious, here we are. The playoffs are right here. This is Mount Pleasant. What's your thoughts on this game tonight? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just ready. We've been waiting on it all week. We've been practicing for it. And it's here. It's here. we got to show out. That's all to it. And you had a game last week that uh, you really showed out a little bit. Yes, uh, sir. If you can kind of recreate your efforts last week and uh, get that big win like you had last week, that's what you would want to do, right? And yes, sir. You, again, you said you've had a good week of practice, and, you know, you either you win, you keep playing. If you don't, you go home. Yes, I, I don't think you're all ready to go home No, yet. sir, we ain't ready to go home. We're ready to keep playing. All right, good luck tonight. All right, yes, sir. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're here from the from the players there to, as they they're getting set. Uh, they're they're still in the locker room. The band's out on the field. They've done the national anthem, and uh, and so we're we're not too far away from playoff football. But man, I love listening to the players, guys. Uh, as uh, you know, they've been going hard since July, and here we are, November the fifth. You know, they had one week off. And ours came unusually late in the season. They've had a lot of injuries, you know, that popped up here and there. But uh, for the most part, you know, uh, we'll hear from Coach Moore before before kickoff, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about Jace Hoth, who kind of banged up his ankle last week. He's going to play tonight, but he is a little banged up. But the team is maybe as healthy as they've been all season and you couldn't ask for for that to come at a better time so yeah, yeah that's a that's a really a kind of a, a good break for us to have that that uh, late season uh bye week and, and and stuff to let our guys heal up and then to have a a, a game that really didn't press us a lot you know didn't beat us up very phys- you know much physically and therefore we, we come in as, as healthy as we can be uh and uh to be completely healthy outside of hoth uh, at this stage of at this stage of the year is really really a, a plus for us. No doubt they they do have some bumps and bruises along with I'm sure Mount Juliet's got yeah. the same thing. That's just part of this game that you play and you get those bruises and bumps that you just kind of play through. So Mount Juliet, they're led by head coach Trey Perry. They finished seven and four last year, but they were in six A last year. They dropped down to 5A this year and uh, last year in the playoffs they lost in the first or excuse me in the second round uh, to Oakland and uh, of course they went on to win the state championship their overall playoff record much like Columbia's they're 21 and 19 their best years uh, they went to the semifinals 1997 in 4A and then in 2011 2012 in 6A, we never faced them, I believe, in the playoffs. We have played them in a regular season game back in 1983 that I have recalled or that I've found, and I still I didn't find the score to that game. I just know that they're in the record books because we had the one of the longest uh, kickoff returns, or excuse me, a punt return of 99 yards, I think, is in the state record uh, during that game that Columbia had in 1983. So the winner of tonight's game will play the winner of Green Hill. They are the one seed in Region 5, and uh, 
and Franklin County is who Green Hill plays tonight. They are playing at Green Hill in Mount Juliet, and uh, Franklin County is the four seed in our region in Region 6. That game, is, of course, again, is played at Green Hill, and Green Hill, a team that both Columbia and Mount Juliet uh, have faced in the regular season, and of course, Green Hill won in a kind of a, a thriller last week over uh, Mount Juliet, 20, 25 to 21, I think, was that final. Uh, yeah, they scored on the last play of the game. Yeah, uh, in the other bracket, Page host Wilson Central, and Station Camp will host Nolansville uh, tonight. In the other region actions, those brackets that are close to us that uh, we would eventually end up kind of pairing up with if we can continue to win. And uh, that's what we need to do as uh, both sets of captains are are getting ready to approach midfield and do the, the coin toss. And uh, while we're getting ready to that, let's hear a word from head coach John Moore and see what his thoughts are about tonight's game. Wondering what Coach Moore has to say about tonight's game? Let's check in with Lee Maddox, who sits down with the coach. Head coach John Moore. Coach Moore, uh, this is it. It's uh, what, what you guys have been fighting for since July, and uh, it's here. The playoffs are here. Your thoughts on, on reaching this point tonight, the TWSAA first round of the 5A playoffs. Well, we're all excited about it, and, uh, you know, our mindset is win or go home. So, Tell me about the- – this week's practice. I know you, you 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 did what you wanted to do to Spring Hill last week. You took care of business, and uh, you always kind of want to come come into the playoffs uh, feeling good about your team. Tell me about that victory, and then this week's practice. Well, we didn't necessarily play our best the first half against Spring Hill, but we we had a better second half. Um, practice was kind of uh, up and down this week. We've uh, had to battle the cold and uh, losing daylight, so uh, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. And obviously, this is a team coming in here that's similar to yours. They finished third in Region Six, but uh, they lost their first six games, and then they lose their last four. But I think the competition was a little different. So you've got the same record, and they're similar. I'm, I'm not sure if you're similar style teams or what. What are you looking for when you face the Golden Bears? Well, they're they're a big physical team. They're pretty stout on defense, and uh, you know they got a big physical offensive line. So we're you know we're expecting them to you know to run it at us offensively, and you know to load the box up front on on defense. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, one thing, as you said, you win or go home, and I know that's the mindset of this team to to come out with everything you got. And tonight, it seems like maybe you're as healthy as you've been in a while. You've got most of your team back in back together, right, for this game. Well, you know, Jace Hoth injured his ankle last week, and um, you know he didn't really practice that much this week. Um, so he's he's not at a hundred percent. So we need to keep our eye on that because that's that's that's. That's a pretty significant injury for us. But other other than that, you're 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 pretty healthy as far as the the team being together, more so than maybe what you have been in past weeks. Yes, that is correct. All right, coach. As a end it here, your thoughts. What are you going to tell your team as they come out of that locker room and this home playoff game? That's what everybody's looking for is a home playoff game. What are you going to tell them when they hit the field? Don't let Columbia beat Columbia. All right, coach. Good luck tonight. Thanks. 
And there you have it from head coach John Moore. The last word as the as uh, the Columbia Central Lions get ready to face the Mount Juliet Golden Bears here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium, the first home playoff game since 2012. They just had the coin toss, and Mount Juliet won the toss. They elected to defer until the second half, so Columbia will take all take over on offense here to begin this TWSAA first round of the playoffs here in Columbia, Tennessee. Gosh, guys, we're getting excited. Uh, both teams, uh, but the captains have now gone back into the tunnel, and and uh, Mount Juliet's team is already over on the sideline, and it's a little cooler for sure tonight, and there's not as many as a crowd as I kind of anticipated. Maybe they're just still slow, slowly coming in. Hopefully we're going to get some more folks in here as uh, to cheer on our Columbia Lions. There is a good contingent here on the home side. There's not a lot, too many folks from uh, the Mount Juliet side, but I will say that Mount Juliet's got a lot of players. Here yeah. come the Lions yeah. right here. Yeah, they've got a lot of players, Coach, over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, bunch of people on that sideline, and and uh, but uh, you know we used to tell our guys every time we faced a team that had more numbers, they only put eleven on a time, you know, eleven at a time out there, just like we do. So uh, you know we don't have to play all those guys on the sidelines and. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a new intensity. It's a different intensity. Uh, you know, our guys from last year, guys that played last year, understand that and remember that uh, going, you know, come, going into the Gallatin game and carry that intensity this week. No doubt about it. So uh, I'll give you the quick starting lineups here for Columbia's offense. Uh, starting at wide receiver is senior Bubba Perkins, uh, 6'4", 175. At left tackle, Eli Height, the senior, 6'2", 235. Left guard, Jordan Brooks, the senior, 6'1", 270. Lewis Maddox, number 65, starting at senior, the senior, 6'1", 212. At right guard, the sophomore, Camden Bratton, 5'10", 250. At right tackle, Tylen Orr, the junior. 6'1", 297. At tight end, Jace Hoth, the junior, 6'2", 204. And uh, starting at tailback, Caden McCoy, the sophomore, 5'8", 168, who's just been a sensational running back for the Lions this year, along with uh, the wingback, Jordan Davis, the sophomore, 6'3", 185. And number 13, or yeah, number 13, Q Martin, the senior, 6'175". And then, of course, at quarterback, is number 10, Luke Usselton, the sophomore, 6'1", 185. So that's your starting offense. We'll get to hopefully get the starting defense here shortly. But uh, we're getting ready to kick off as, uh, as uh, the Mount Juliet Golden Bears will be kicking off from my right to the left. And Columbia back deep for them is uh, looks like Adrian Hidalgo and Jordan Davis standing at about their inside their 15-yard line. Mark Shenuda set to kick it off to get us underway, and there's the kick. It's going to go to Hidalgo at the six-yard line. He crosses the 10, crosses the 15, and not far from there, he's going to go down right there. There's a great tackle, great coverage there on behalf of the kickoff kickoff coverage team for Mount Juliet as the Lions will take over first and 10 at their own 15-yard line. The Lions dressed in all purple tonight, purple helmets, purple jerseys, purple pants, and uh, the Golden Bears of Mount Juliet all in white. They're white jerseys and I guess that's why it's maybe a, it's a little a late. It's a, little a gray dark. pant. Yeah, it's a light gray pant. Light gray. So here's that wing T formation somewhat. 
with Luke Usselton under center. First play of the game. A handoff to Jordan Davis around the right side. He's looking for room and picking his way for five, six yards as he crosses the 20-yard line up to the 21, almost to the 22-yard line before he's brought down. So a good pickup on first down. It'll be second and about four for the Lions. Yeah, Jordan did a real good job there being patient and letting his his blockers do the work. You know, he's, they, they stretched it, stretched it, finally found a seam, popped it up in there and got a good gain on first play. Very good play, very good first down yardage, second and four, just underway here in the first round of the TWSAA playoffs here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Luke Usselton under center. There goes Jordan Davis in motion. Going to give to Q Martin up the middle, and he's looking, trying to get to his first down, just couldn't quite get there. And now there's, no, the ball's down. The yeah, Mount Juliet took down. off with the ball, trying to think it was a fumble, but Q was down as after he picks up maybe one yard on the play before he's brought down, or two yards. It's going to be second, or excuse me, third and two. Uh, no, third and three, I guess, or maybe even four, so I'm not sure. It's a long three. <laughs> Uh, so it's a definitely uh, we got to convert right here not to go this three and out right away. So here's Luke Usselton, the wing T formation. There was movement on both sides of the ball. It looked like maybe they're going to get Jace Hoth to as uh, he moved, but I saw defensive lineman move first and thought he might have crossed the line of scrimmage into the neutral zone. So let's see. There's two flags, one on each side, and that's where the action happened, both on each side. So let's see. Well, yeah. Illegal procedure against the Lions. So yeah, it's their back us up three. I'm back us up five. Yeah, their lineman did a lateral move, shifted from uh, the B gap out to the C gap, and, and we, we flinched when we saw him move. so Yeah, but that was on the other side, so I'm, I don't see how Jace just hates Well, the, the, their, their left tackle shifted as well. Well, we'll do put, it again. Put, put it in front of Jace. Third and eight here for uh, the Lions is Usselton now in the shotgun formation with wide receivers everywhere, and he's looking to throw. He hits Jordan Davis on a short pass, short outlet. He's going to be close to his first down, but not going to be quite there. He's going to be about a yard short as he gets it to the 25, needed to get it to the 26. So it's going to bring up a punt formation, a punting situation for the Lions as they bring on Max Patton back to punt. And uh, unfortunate that we go kind of three and out there on this first opening drive. Uh, tonight, but let's hope Max Patton can can uh, can turn this field over. As back deep for uh, the Bears is Amarian Workings, and there's another penalty. It's going to be movement on the Lions. It looks like procedure call. It's going to back us up. So already two penalties on this opening drive, two procedure penalties. That's something that, guys, we just can't have. Yeah, just a little bit amped up, and, and uh, we just got to calm down, take a couple of deep breaths and settle down and uh, you know get back on our snap counts and stuff. So now Max Patton stands at his 10-yard line. There's the snap, good snap. Punts away, not a good punt. It's going to go out of bounds uh, real quick here inside the 40-yard line of Columbia. So it's going to be great field position for the Golden Bears and the referee still walking down the field inside the 35. It's going to be at the 34-yard line or 33-yard line of Columbia is where the Bears will have it first and 10. Goodness gracious, that's not something you wanted to 
uh, to happen here. 33-yard yep. lines where they'll set up. Yeah, defense is going to have to step up here, you know, almost like a sudden change, try to shift the momentum and, and get a turnover here and, and stop them, hold them out. So it's been thrown, Barry, for most of the way this year at quarterback, and right now it's Steven Schwoner, and he's going to hand off real quick right up the middle, and he goes nowhere as Antoine Moore and, and uh, Mike Johnson converge on that on that handoff for a pickup of one for the Golden Bears goes Garrison Lewis as uh, the, the tailback there that Schwoner will be the quarterback. Again, they've been swapping these quarterbacks in and out. We've got a, uh, Griffin Throneberry is a junior, uh, but right now at quarterback is the senior Steven Schwoner. If I remember right, one of them got uh, nicked, a little, nicked up a little bit last week and uh, may limit his time a little bit. Here's Schwoner. He fakes to Garrison. He's looking to right. go deep. He's got a man wide open over there, and he's going to be close to a first down. Let's he's see where they stepped, mark him out. He stepped out of bounds. Well, he's still not marking it yet. 20 to 25. Yeah, but right there at the first down yeah. marker, so he's close to the first down. I thought he might have been. He's going to be just a yard short, third and one. At the, they'll mark it at the 24-yard line. Got to get it to the 23 of Columbia. Yeah, we had good coverage on him until he made the cut, and then uh, made that cut, we slipped. And it opened him up a little bit, and we had couldn't close in time to keep him from getting the yardage. Big offensive line. We got to get some penetration here. Big offensive line for the Golden Bears, and that defensive line's got to make a stand right here. Here's Schwoner under center, going to hand it off to Garrison right up, and there's a stop by Jordan Davis, and I'm not sure who else, but I think they're going to give him yeah. the forward progress to get the first yeah. down. But what a great, a great play there by the defense. Just a little. Uh, just a little more than what we wanted to give up, but a no, still they're a calling great it fourth play. down. Okay, they're calling it fourth and short. Wow, I thought he did make a yeah. stop, but I thought they were already moving the chains. As you can we hear gotta, the crowd, yeah, as amped it. up as we are, we got to be careful about. We got to be careful about a long count. Yep. Don't want to give it to him. Make him earn this. Penetrate. Here's Schwoner under center. Move in motion. He's going to keep it himself and Ooh. looks like well, he's going to fall second forward. A second push. He's going to fall forward to get the first down. And uh, that's Swoner at the as he just keeps it himself. The quarterback sneak for the Golden Bears. He'll get it down to the 22-yard line now. Yeah, we initially had him stacked up, but uh, we couldn't get our hands on him because of those big linemen. And he kind of made a twist and a slide and, and got on that second push. Uh, got just, just enough, really, just enough to get that first down. Need a turnover right here. Definitely need a turnover. Here's Schwoner. Three wide receivers and Garrison Lewis is tailback, the lone tailback. Going to give to Lewis right up the middle and quickly stopped as Malik Smith makes the stop as uh, as uh, that's Lewis just making a few yards, a couple of yards on the play, it looks like. He gets it inside the 20, just inside the 20 at the 19, so it's going to be second and about seven. So they're going to give him three on that play. Clock runs at six minutes, 40 seconds to go here in this first quarter. This is uh, the, the Golden Bears' first drive of the game after Columbia went three and out on their opening possession. Schwoner gives to Lewis. around. That's holding on the right side, and they and still made the tackle as Antoine Moore 
They were holding him, and he still was able to make the tackle. The defensive, the offensive tackle had a hold of him, and Antoine still made the tackle for little or no gain there. So it's going to be third and seven for the Bears. This is this is the best thing we we want. We want third and long. Make them uh, become a little bit more one dimensional. Uh, Got to have a big stop here and uh, make them make them and make uh, take the attempt for the field goal for, to get points or get a turnover. That's what yeah. I'd like turnover to see right would here. Be absolutely, I would absolutely like to see better. this turnover right here. He's going to put it up in the air, maybe, and one of our guys take it away. Here's Schwoner. He fakes the handoff, looking to throw. Nowhere to throw. Now he's going to pull it down and run it, and he's going to run out of bounds short of the first down. Gets to about the 15-yard line or maybe the 16. It's hard to see right where they're marking him right now. Looks like the 16 is where they'll put it. It's going to make it fourth and about four to go for the first down, and they're keeping their offense on the field, so not not a sign of trying to kick a field goal at this point. Yeah, don't know if they don't have they're much gonna, faith in their kicking in their kicking group, or they just feel like they can get this four, four yards. This well, is a great opportunity for our defense because yep, he's they've got a good kicker. I've seen yeah, him kick. So, all right, here we go. They're going to try to draw us off. Just that, jump, that, that may be the, that may be the thing. Also, they're going to try to draw us off before they kick. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of what they're doing. Going to try to get the first down, get us to give them the first down. Now they're looking at the play clock down to five. And he's yeah. going to call the timeout. All right. All right. So they still not decided, I'm sure, what they're going to do. Or maybe I'm seeing their yeah. kicker now. Kind yeah, of with that situation, in. that situation, I think, you know, it was less than five yards to go. So they were going to try to get us to jump a little bit, and we didn't jump. Uh, with the with the short porch, you know, you know, with the bad kick on our punt and stuff like that, our, our defense is doing a good job here, forcing them to go for a field goal instead of uh, giving up the six points. So that's a that's a positive on our side. It's going to get our offense moving and and, and uh, go down and, and score ourselves. Yeah, our, our defensive line is doing a tremendous job, uh, being uh, size wise. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going for undersized, it. but the they're, they're not kicking. They're going for it. They're so going for that's. It. No, they are they. No, the other no, line up in the kicking formation. Okay. Yeah, their yeah. quarterbacks, their holder. Twenty six is. All right, that's Shenouda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do uh, have to be gonna, cognizant of a fake here, right? For sure, he's going to spot it down. What are they doing here? Oh, they had to wait for the official to get under the goalpost. He's going to spot it at the twenty three, so it's going to be a thirty three yard attempt here for. Mount Juliet. Here's the snap, the set. There's the kick is on the way, and it is good. Good. So there is score for the first time. The three points for the Mount Juliet Golden Bears with five minutes and 32 seconds to go. They now are in the lead, three to nothing, over the Columbia Central Lions. And you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. 
for the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRN. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. This first round of the TWSAA playoffs as Mount Juliet strikes first three to nothing over your Columbia Central Lions with five minutes, 32 seconds to go. They are three, and now Columbia uh, waiting on the kickoff to try to get a drive started here after going three and out on that first drive. Here's Mark Shenouda to kick for the, Lions, the the Bears as he kicks it deep. Adrian Hidalgo going to get it this time at his three-yard line. He's looking for room. He's got some blockers in front, but not going to get much. He does get across the 20-yard line up to the 21-yard line. A little better, little better field position than we started on that opening drive. Let's see what we can do here. Terry, you've got the scoring drive summary there for the Golden Bears. Uh, they went 33 yards in eight plays. Three minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, finished it off with a 33-yard field goal by Shinoda. Uh, it is three to nothing, Mount Juliet, with 5:32 left in the first quarter. Very good, thank you, Terry. So first and ten for the Lions. Five minutes, 24 seconds to go here in the first quarter, trailing three to nothing at their own 21-yard line. Here's a handoff to Caden McCoy up the middle, and he gets racked right as he hits the line of scrimmage, but still going to pick up three yards on the play. He's averaging about five uh, a carry on the year as uh, the sophomore running back for the Lions has gotten 641 yards on 122 carries this year and 11 touchdowns. And, of course, he's added a lot in the receiving end, too, almost 300 yards receiving and another score there as well. So Caden McCoy gets about four yards. They'll give him that, so it'll be second and six at the 25-yard line. And this time he's going to give it to McCoy again. He's looking for room and nowhere to go. And this time he's bottled up and taken back to the 20-yard line. So he loses all of that yardage, plus maybe just a hair more as he'll spot it now at the 20-yard line. He's got to get to the yard to gain up to the 31 or maybe even the 32 for the first down. Yeah, we, we've got to get a better push on our offensive line. That time they filled all the gaps. On the first play, we were able to create a seam and he was able to slide through it. But uh, we're going to have to hold him out on the pass play now, more third, than likely. Third and ten for the Lions. Probably going to be looking at some kind of screen. Need a conversion here for sure. Here's Usselton in the shotgun. Quick throw to Jordan Davis on the – or excuse me, Q Martin on the right side. And he's got a little room, but he breaks one tackle and trying to get by another one. Looked like a late hit out of bounds, but no whistle, no flag there as he gets across the – Thought he got up past the 30-yard line. Yeah, to the 31. He's going to be close to his first down. Let's see where they spot it. Now they're bringing it back. What are they doing? Guys, did he go out of bounds so. back there or what? I think he looked like he stepped out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds back there. Oh, they're showing that's something. There's a flag because they're. That's they're, a 28. Do what? What happened? Uh, he he stepped out of bounds at the 28. Yeah, there was no. There wasn't a penalty. I thought they were showing to, to decline it over there. I guess they were just saying he didn't make the first. So here's yeah. Max Patton at his 15 to punt again. This time a great punt over the head of everybody, and it's going to get a Columbia roll down to don't touch it yet, Ciante. What are you yeah. doing? Come on. 
<laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. The coaches over here are saying the same thing. Yeah. But that ball could have rolled on down to the 10. and uh, But he touched it at the 22 yeah. is where they'll start at first and 10 for the Mount Juliet Golden Bears. They'll take over first and 10 with three minutes, 40 seconds to go here in this first quarter. They're leading three to nothing over Columbia. Yeah, what he's also got to be aware of is when he does a touch like that and then lets it go, the receiving team can pick it up and go and without risk. And if they fumble it, then it goes right back to the first touch. Or if they move it up the field, they get to keep it there. So he's got to be real careful about that, down it, and control it. So here's Steven Schwarner with his uh, the Golden Bears at their first and ten. Going to give to Garrison Lewis, and he's got room across the middle right side of his line. He picks up a first down over the 30, over the 35, up to the 36-yard line. So uh, quickly a pickup of 14 yards on the play goes Garrison Lewis for Mount Juliet. First and ten at the, uh, the Bear 36-yard line. Yeah, just a straight power play right there, doubled down on our tackle, and uh, he was able to create a big seam. Uh, also got down on our, line, our middle linebacker, and, and he couldn't slide over. Definitely looking for a defensive play here from somebody. Somebody's got to step up and knock that ball loose or make a big sack or something, big play right here. Here's Schwoner going to give it to Lewis right up the middle, and he's stuffed right there at the line of scrimmage is uh, by Watson Harvey from his linebacker position. After a couple of yards gain on the play, so it'll be second and eight as they'll spot it at the 38-yard line of Mount Juliet. Our defensive front did a much, much better job of fighting off the blocks that time and and keeping them tied up and allowed Harvey to slide over and scrape into the hole and make that tackle. Now we just got to keep that up. Can't can't have any kind of a lapse here. Here's Mount Juliet to the line of scrimmage. Schwarner under center. Lewis, his own tailback, he gives to him around the right side. He's got three yards on the give and across the right side and finally brought down by Antoine Moore and Mike Johnson combined on that tackle. Pick up a three on the play, so it's going to make it third and five, third and a long four here for the Bears at the 41-yard, their own 41-yard line. Yeah, you can tell they watched the, the Green Hill tape and they were running plays similar to what Green Hill was running and having a lot of success. We're doing a much better job fighting off the double teams and uh, stacking up the line of scrimmage uh, and letting, letting our linebackers uh, flow up into the hole. Big play here on third down. We need one from the Lions right here for sure to get off the field and uh, get our offense on track somehow. Mount Juliet to the line quickly. There's a shotgun snap to Swoner. He's looking to throw. There's holding. They're not calling on Antoine. Yeah, they they got it. Finally, he throws across the middle incomplete, but there was the hold we've been looking for, so I would decline that. Yeah, probably. I would decline that, and it's before it's in four. Incomplete pass. He was trying to reach his wide receiver, Danian Osizi. I'm thinking I'm saying that right. I'm not sure if I can say that name right. It's Osizi. That's, that's going to be a challenge all night. Danian is his name, and there comes the punters, the punting team for Mount Juliet. So a great job for the Lions to uh, hopefully get off the field here as Adrian Hidalgo drifts back to about his 30-yard line to anticipate this Shenuda punt as he's going to 
get the ball around his 26-yard lines where he's lined up. Great job by our defense after that initial play. Stand up. Mount Juliet doing a lot of moving around here in the punt formation. Let's see what happens. There's the snap and the kick. It's away. It's a relatively short punt. Goes straight up but takes a Mount Juliet bounce. It'll go inside the 35 down to about the 33-yard line is where Columbia now will take over first and 10 for their third chance here on offense. Let's hope we can do something here to get a first down because right now we don't have a first down. Our defense is doing a pretty, really good job of, of keeping us in this ball game right now and, and bottling up uh, a lot of their offense. If we, Like you said, if we can just get the offense moving now and, and put, our, put a drive together here, that will shift the momentum and put that question mark in Mount Julian's head uh, that they've had, you know, especially after their last four weeks. So here comes Luke Usselton bringing his team to the line in that wing T formation with Caden McCoy and Q Martin in the backfield now. Jordan Davis off now in motion. Here's Usselton. Give to McCoy. Bounces out to the outside. He's got a little room. He makes another move. Makes another man miss. He dropped the ball there a little bit. And there's the – but he recovered his own fumble, thank goodness. But a good pickup there for Caden McCoy as he avoided the first tackle. And there's a – Player down for Mount Juliet over on the far side, but uh, a good pickup for Caden McCoy, the sophomore. He gets about seven on the play. It's going to leave th- second and three for the Lions at their own 39-yard line. So there's an injured player for Mount Juliet, and we'll take a quick timeout break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quick Mart convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quick Mart convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart convenience stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. For the 75th year, Columbia Central Lions football plays on WKRM. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The Mount Juliet player off on his own power. That was their wide receiver, wide receiver, Ocize Danyan. I'm going to try to say that name, but I don't think I'm saying it right. Cize Danyan. Uh, but he gets off on the off to the sideline on his own power, so that's good to see. So here's here are the Lions now, second and three at their 39-yard line. Usselton gives to Q Martin, looking for room around the left side, reverses field, and he's going to have room on this side. He picks up his first down, breaks another tackle, crosses a 50, down at the 30, down at the 20. He's at the 15, the 10. Touchdown, touchdown Columbia, nice cut. Q Martin. Wow, fantastic. On the play. Oh, my goodness. Got hung up on the original part and, and was able to reverse his field and pick up our offensive line. Kept creating a wall. Came back and picked up a couple of blockers and then, like you said, made two really, really nice moves. One about uh, 10 yards up the field to avoid the linebacker and then turned on the Jets and, and the safety cut him off and he, able, he was able to juke him at about the four or five yard line and co- cruise on in. 61 yards for Q Martin. Right there. Fantastic. Now the extra point attempt. There's the snap, the set, the kick, and it is good. Wow. 
Wow, just in time. 21 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Columbia gets on the board in a big way, a big play by Q Martin, a 61-yard touchdown for the Lions. Wow. There's there, there's we'll just that keep it break. here because we're okay. so close to the to the quarter. So yeah. there's Fantastic. that big break that we needed and uh and now excuse me the um the, the, the doubts maybe. The doubts may be coming up. Uh defense has been having some good success. Now our offense has had that break we needed to get the momentum going. Uh if we can get them here on a three and out or a turnover, uh that would really, really up up the uh, momentum here and uh Give us the break, you know, give us that, uh, that, that push we need to create those question marks in their head. Without a doubt. Terry, what do you got? Yeah, I got uh, Columbia went 68 yards in two plays. I took 45 seconds off the clock to do it. Finished with a 61-yard awesome run by Mr. Q. Martin. Kick was good, 7-3 Columbia with 21 seconds left in the first quarter. Very good. 7-3. to three. Columbia now leading in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. And, uh, man, that's exciting to see as he's uh, – Q was going to his left to begin with, and he immediately reversed his field after he saw – didn't see a hole over there that he wanted to go through. And he reversed that field and then made, then broke several tackles. Here's Max Patton's kickoff. And the ball oh, goes through the end zone. He touched that. We, gotta, we can get it. Oh, wow. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, it was almost a line drive kick, yeah. and the, the the return man almost tried to get it up out of the air, and it looked like he hit it, but it went on through his the top the tips of his fingers into the end zone. So they're calling it a touchback. Yeah, the force of the kick was what took it into the end zone, and therefore uh, it's still a, still a touchback, even though he touched it. It's a must called a must kick, and uh, yes, he did touch it though. Yeah. Jaylen I thought, I thought there for a minute we were going to have a child at it, but uh, once it crosses that end line or that goal line. Yeah, and the official immediately called yeah. it. So. Yeah. All right, so they'll take it first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. Schwoner this time in the shotgun formation with with Lewis on his right hip. He's going to give to him right looking going to the, up the middle, but nowhere going is that line right there, including Watson, Harvey, and Jordan Brooks, Mike Johnson, Joseph Whaley, Antoine Moore. The whole line was right there. He did pick up two yards. They'll maybe give him three. Uh, I didn't think he got that much. He must have pushed the pile yeah. a little ways and fell a little ways that way. But uh, anyway, second and seven, and that would be the end of the first quarter. So what a way to kind of end this first quarter after we didn't have much success on offense in our first two possessions, but we made up for it on that third one for sure. So there's timeout on the field, the end of the first quarter here for this first round of the TSSAA playoffs in Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia leading Mount Juliet 7-3, to and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. (laughs) 
And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we begin our second quarter of play here as Columbia leading 7-3 to three here over Mount Juliet. And uh, the clock is not set right now. No, it's set at zero. They need to get 12 minutes up there. Is, uh, need another big play here by the defense for sure. If not a turnover, then... Go a three and out and hey, here we go. get back get back on offense as uh, Schwoner now in the shotgun formation. And two receivers to his left, and he's got his running back on his right hip, Garrison Lewis. They're at their 23-yard line. Here's Schwoner looking to throw with a quick outlet over to his far left side. A great tackle over there. It must be Hidalgo, and he's hurt. Hidalgo's hurt. Yeah. He made the tackle, a great tackle to stop the receiver there after it was a quick outlet pass on the far side of the field, and Hidalgo was quickly up there to make that tackle. Can't see what he's hurt, but must be the... He did a sweep with his arm to, to trip the guy up in the open field. I'm hoping... But they're didn't. looking at his leg. Oh, looking at his leg. Okay. But I thought it would have been his upper body too, but uh, right now, now he's sitting up. Let's see if he's going to be okay. But they, he, he stopped him short, uh, only a pickup of about three on the play. So it's, it was going to make it third and uh, a long three to go for the Bears at uh, at their own, where are they, at the 27 or 28-yard line is where, 27-yard line is where, and they've got to get it across the 30 for the first down. So... Now Hidalgo up on his own, walking off on his own. That's a great sign. Yeah. So a great young man, uh, Adrian Hidalgo, has been a great asset to the team all year. The junior wide receiver and defensive back, cornerback for us, has had a – looks like his hip. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like he's holding his hip. He may have uh, come well, down funny on the ground, jammed his knee into the ground or something like that. He made a great tackle. And, it was a great open field tackle there. To because that guy would have been play. gone, right? It was, yeah, he was off to the races if he doesn't make that tackle right there. And here's Mount Juliet up to the ball very quickly from uh, their line of scrimmage. And they're in the eye formation as uh, Schwoner under center here, facing a third and three at their 27-yard line. And there's the give to Garrison Lewis around the left side. And there's Joseph Whaley had him and couldn't quite stop him until he crosses that yeah. line to gain. So he gets the first down. Or he's right at the line. Yeah, they're already moving the chain. So uh, a good good effort there by Joseph Whaley uh, from his linebacker position. But just too many men yeah. over there. And uh, Yeah, he was able to make the, the initial hit uh, at the line of scrimmage, but he needed some support. And our pursuit didn't quite get there in time to, to keep him from getting into that first down. We'll try to get you that starting lineup for the – Lions defense here momentarily, but right now first and ten as uh, Schwoner brings his team to the line. He's under center. He's going to give to Lewis on the right side, and he stopped behind the line of scrimmage this time, and that's Watson Harvey from his linebacker position, along with DeAndre Mathers, the other linebacker, and Jay Frierson from the cornerback position. All of them converged in there, a loss of one on the play, so it'll be second and 11 from the 33-yard line. You back? What's that? He actually gained a yard on the play. He gained one. Six and nine. Oh, how'd they do that? 
I thought he tackled him behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> For sure. I guess I just wasn't looking right or something. So it's second and nine. There's uh, workings around the left side, a little jet sweep, and he is taken out of bounds over there real hard by Q Martin and also Joseph Whaley in on that tackle for really no gain on the play. Yeah, the outside linebacker in the corner did a great job on that jet sweep right there and uh, never let him flat. He, he never kept him flat. He never let him turn the corner. And so now it's third and nine. Uh, Big play from our defense. Uh, Whaley's having a, already having a great game, but that's also due to the line up in front of him tying up those linemen and, the, and letting him get flow into and make those those initial tackles. Across, uh, the, across the front right now, Tristan Harden in there and uh, Mike Johnson, Malik Smith, and uh, can't see who the Mike. There's Mike, and there's oh, Antoine sack by Antoine Moore all the way Antoine back inside Moore. the twenty yard line, down oh. to the nineteen. Antoine Moore. Wow. wow. Just exactly what we needed. Fantastic just a, play. Man, just a, almost a slap move. He grabbed his shoulder, pat, uh, slapped his shoulder real hard, did a swim move past that, and was on the quarterback really before he ever had a chance to even turn around. Fourth and long here as uh, Shenouda at his own 10-yard line getting the snap, and there's the, the punt away, and uh, Q is going to get it. After the bounce at the 39-yard line. He's got a wall. He's got a wall. He's He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's gone. He's at the 10. He's in the end zone. Q Martin, no play. No play. Touchdown, Columbia. Wow, what a break. What a break. Q Martin took that ball when it looked like that he would just let it bounce and let them down it somewhere, but he takes it. And takes it to the house. Was wow. able to, to sidestep their two gunners. Stepped up, really stepped up in between them. Got, and then he was able to make a break to the left and caught his wall. He got a wall of about three or four blockers. And they just escorted him up the sideline and uh, it let him in. Wow. Q Martin. Q Martin. That's his 13th or so touchdown on the year. And here's Max Patton for the point after attempt. It's up and it is good. A new score on the field with nine minutes, 27 seconds to go here in this second quarter of this first round of the TWSAA playoffs. Columbia 14, Mount Juliet 3. We'll take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. 62-yard return, okay. I believe there. Terry, is that 65. what you got? I was guessing 65, but uh, that works. Very good. So, <laughs> fantastic. Nine minutes, 27 seconds to go here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium for the second quarter as Columbia quickly uh, gets a touchdown from Q Martin. The punt return, touchdown, 14-3 to now. Here's Max Patton to kick off. Another great kick there from Max as it uh, return man gets it at his five. He's at the 20. He's across the 30. And there's a 
great tackle by Jay Frierson at the 35-yard line. Just a textbook tackle that you want to see, and that fires up the Columbia sidelines as well and the crowd. So a cold night here in uh, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Terry, what do you got? Yeah, I got uh, Columbia scored a 62-yard punt return uh, for Q Martin in about 12 seconds. Uh, uh, kick was good. It's 14-3 Columbia with 9.27 to go in the second quarter. Thank you, sir. Now across that front line, Malik Smith, Tristan Harden, Mike Johnson, and Antoine Marsh. Excuse me, Jaravius Hall. Two sophomores in there. One freshman, one sophomore as defensive tackles. There's Schwoner, a quick throw across the across the left side uh, and very good pass and catch and a first down. It goes Cizé Danyan, the fellow that got hurt earlier, but he's not hurt too bad because he made a great play right there from his wide receiver position. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to start trying to do a little bit more of a hurry up. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get them one dimensional and get a get our pass rush going again. Ball spotted at the Mount Juliet 47 yard line or 48 yard line. Swoner now in the shotgun, first and ten. High snap, going to give it to Lewis. He's looking for room in the middle. Not much there. He's going to get. He's still pushing. Want to stop it? Why don't they blow the whistle? He's got three yards on the carry, maybe four. They yeah, keep moving that dad burn chain <laughs> over there. But I'm just going to give him four. I didn't want to give him that. He crosses midfield to our 48-yard line. Will be second down and six now for Mount Juliet. Yeah, those big old road graders there. Uh, he just got in behind them, and they just tried to bulldoze <laughs> us through. But we were able to get to his legs. We need another big stop here on defense. Let's see what we can do. Schwoner now in the shotgun. Got a new tailback out there on his left hip. Oh, there's a bad snap. And there's the ball across the middle, and it's complete. And that's Danyan again making the pass, making the catch. No, that's not Danyan. That's another one. That's old Bauer, Walter Bowers, the wide receiver, the senior wide receiver, excuse me, junior wide receiver for Mount Juliet. He gets the first down, just a quick hot pass over the middle. As he gets down to the Columbia now 36-yard line, where it'll be first and 10 with 7 minutes, 40 seconds and counting here in the second quarter. Yeah, the defense has got to turn the page right now, start over in their mindset and uh, and keep them to under three yards of carry here as much as we can or three yards of play. And get that turnover. Yeah. Here's Swoner in the shotgun. He's going to keep it. No, that's 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 a, a wildcat formation. That's Workings gets the ball, runs it himself, picks up 15 yards before he's finally brought down at the 20-yard line of Columbia. So first and 10 right there in the red zone or right outside the red zone. They'll mark him down at the 21-yard line of Columbia, first and 10 for Mount Juliet. Yeah, I got to see him off the tackle there. Uh, had a had a, a guard kick across and kick our guy out here created a scene for him. Uh, defense has just got to have to tighten up here a little bit and, and slow him down. Uh, at, at, this pay, at this point, uh, if we can make him, again, kick a field goal, that will be a win for us. Knock that ball loose. That's what I want to see. I want to see that ball on the ground. That, he had a couple of little if he snaps, there's another little high snap, and there's a high throw that he was trying to, that Swoner was trying to reach his man on the far sideline over there on a quick outlet pass that goes incomplete. So it'll make it second and 10 from the 21 of Columbia. But he was under heavy pressure right there and it made him throw, made him throw before he wanted to on yep. that. 
And his snaps, those those shotgun snaps have been a little iffy. Yeah, a little little erratic here in this in this series. We'll see if we can uh, one get on the ground. Keep going. I want to see one of those get on the ground or go over his head. We've had too many. We we've had enough of those ourselves this year. So here's Swoner going up under center now. Going to give to Lewis. Right side, right up the middle. Good yardage, good gain yardage there. Almost down to the 15-yard line is where they'll spot him down. Just shy of the 15 at the 16-yard line. So officially now to be third and about five to go for the Bears. Big play big, right here. Big play right here. If we can hold them, if we can hold them uh, short, then we force them into a field goal situation and we maintain a, a two-possession two-possession lead. Need to get this crowd into it right here. Here's Schwoner under center. Going to give to Lewis right under the middle, and he's not going to get his first down. He gets closer, gets maybe three on the play. Gets down to about the 12-yard line. He's got to get to the 10, so it's going to make it fourth and a long one or maybe even two or about one yard. Let's see what they're going to do. I would anticipate them going ahead and going for this. Uh, well, they feel like they've got their, the strength of their linemen. They did it before. Yeah, we can, we can penetrate. We can get that penetration, get that initial hit. Yeah, quarterback sneak last time. But this time, Schwoner in the shotgun. Three receivers to his right. They might try to draw us off again. Now they're going to call timeout. Mount Juliet takes a timeout on the play. At five minutes, 52 seconds to go. We'll take a quick one with them. Columbia leading 14-3, but Mount Juliet driving. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Wave, and you're listening to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Fourth and one here for the Golden Bears of Mount Juliet, and let's hope the Columbia Central Lions are going to dig in and take care of this and turn this ball over on downs right here as uh, Swoner now brings his team to the line of scrimmage. The ball spotted at the 12-yard line. Got to get it to the 11 for the first. Here's Swoner under center, man in motion. He's going to take it himself, and he's going to get his first down. Inside the 10-yard line, down to the 9, he does with the quarterback sneak. Kind of interesting, the running back just grabs a hold of Swoner's back and just kind of pushes and carries him into into our line of scrimmage. Back when you and I were playing, that was an illegal move. I thought it was uh, illegal. No, it's it's legal now. You can push and pull. Your offense can help you on that uh, uh, now. But, uh, yeah, it used to be an illegal play. Now it's... Uh, now it's standard operation with most quarterback sneaks. First and goal for the Bears at the nine-yard line. So let's get a big stop here from this defense or turnover. Schwoner under center. There comes the sweep around the right side. There's holding. Hold. There's holding and no call, no. and he's into the end zone. Touchdown, Mount Juliet, Golden Bears. 
with 5.18 to go on the clock. That's going to make it 9-14-9 now for on the ball game here in the second quarter. But still, it looked like a hold on our defensive end, Malik Smith, but uh, no call there as uh, it just ran right around the right side of our line all the way out uh, to the right side of the end zone. And here they are now set for the extra point attempt. And there's the kick. <laughs> and it is good. Very kind unusual of, yeah, formation. What they, the, what they did was they spread. They put their, all their linemen out, uh, outside the numbers and made our linemen go away and uh, basically eliminated the rush. <laughs> yep. So they pull out again, though. We'll probably sneak somebody up in there next time and uh, rush them, but we'll have to also be careful of a, of a fake in that situation. New so. score on the field, 14-10 to 10 as uh, Mount Juliet drives – a pretty good drive there, Terry. You got that. You tell me when you're ready to give us that scoring summary. Five minutes yep. and 18 seconds okay. to go here in the second quarter. Yeah, Mount Juliet went 65 yards in eight plays. Took four minutes. Uh, a nine and a half yard run by Danion to uh, where the score kick was good. It is 14 to 10 Columbia with 518 left in the half. Thank you, Terry. As Shenouda lines up to kick off from his own 40-yard line. Back deep for the Lions, Q. Martin, always dangerous Q. Martin. And Jordan Davis, the sophomore, is dangerous as well. So I think they probably, they've probably figured that out, that they don't really want to kick it to Q. Martin anymore. Let's see what happens. Here's the kick. And Q. Martin's going to get it at his 10-yard line. He's at the 15, but now he's going to get snowed under. Can't hardly reach the 15. He's going to go down at the 14 as uh, just really he had nowhere to go once he got that ball. Yeah, he took a little bit too long. He was trying to set up his blocker so he could get a sweep out here, get a run out here to the left side, and uh, they they outran the blocking wall there and, and hemmed him in. So Columbia takes over. At their own 14-yard line with five minutes, 10 seconds to go. Still leading 14-10 to 10 here in the second quarter over Mount Juliet in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Beautiful night for football. 50 degrees, probably under 50 now. Is, uh, here's Luke Usselton, wing T formation. Q Martin gets the, gets the jet sweep, trying to get room around his left side. He's still on his feet. Gets up to the, about the 20. So he's going to get six yards, or maybe they're going to make him just short of the 20 at about the 19. So five yards on the carry for Q Martin. Our wing did a good job of sealing off the outside linebacker, but their corner came up and was able to slow him down a little bit and not let him get the turn up the field. Still got a, still got a, a good you know five, six yards on the first carry. And uh, if we can keep that schedule up, what we need now is about a four-and-a-half-minute drive to score a touchdown. Finish out the half. With the I'd touchdown. take one play. I'd take. I'd take one play. <laughs> Let one of them go. There goes a handoff to Caden McCoy. He's looking for somewhere to go, and he's breaks loose. Field. He's across the twenty, but he can't quite shake another would-be tackler who just barely caught him. Otherwise, Caden was going to be gone himself. But he did get the first down. Yes, he did. Gives a new set of downs to work with there. Great play, but something happened. Something didn't go right in that play 
because there was a little confusion. I could see Q Martin as he came off on the sideline that uh, he was understanding or he, somebody did something wrong, but it was almost a busted play. But Caden McCoy made the most out of it, gets the first down. Now first and 10 at the Columbia 26-yard line. Three minutes and 45 seconds to go here in the second quarter and counting. Luke Usselton now gives to Jordan Davis around the right side looking for blockers. There's, he's got a few, got about three yards on the play before he's brought down at his own 28-yard line. I'll give him three, but they're giving him two, so it'll be second and eight. Now, Julie did a really good job of flowing with the with the play right there, not giving him a, a, a corner or a cutback lane. So we got a little bit of a push and got the two, two and a half yards on that play. So here's Columbia, second and eight from their 28-yard line. Luke Osselton under center. Going to give to McCoy, looking for room around the left side. Not much there. A couple on the play, crosses the 30 to the 31. It's going to make it third and five. Our offensive line is doing a good job of tying up their linemen, but as big as they are, we're having a hard time actually moving them out of the hole. So the holes that we have are, are fairly small and we've got to break through a couple arm tackles to to make any gains and, and that time we weren't able to do that. Ryan Patterson in the game for Jace Hoth as uh, Luke Olselton spreads out receivers everywhere. Two to his left, two to his right and Caden McCoy on his right hip in the shotgun formation. Q Martin now in motion. He needs to get rid of it and he's going to go down sacked. Doggone. Luke, you got to get rid of that one. And he had Q Martin sitting over there waiting, so it's going to bring a punting formation up for the Lions as uh, the clock. Did, did Mount Juliet call timeout? Yes, yep. they called their last timeout. Yep, at two minutes and two seconds to go, they call a timeout, hoping they're going to get good field position here and make a drive uh, b- before the end of the half. But let's hope that our defense can do something or maybe – you know, our punt guys, our punt team can do something big here. What we've got to do is make them drive the field. Get a good punt here, turn turn the field over and stuff like that. Make them drive. Don't, you know, uh, we can give up a few yards here, but we can't do it very, you know, can't let them have the big play or the big chunk play to get down the field. So a good punt, good coverage here will help us. And, uh, and then defense has just got to be very giving up yards very, very grudgingly and make them eat up the clock, especially now that they don't have any timeouts left. Can't give up the chunk play. Can't give up that, that, that big play. Keep everybody in front. So far, pretty even game. The way I'm seeing over here is uh, 100 yards for both teams, basically. Offensive yards on both sides of the ball. Is, uh, we need to d- definitely get a good punt here. And not sure who that is back deep for. Can y'all make out a number? But Max Patton standing at his 15. He gets a good punt away. Ball's going to go down inside the 50 to the 45. Let's see where they've spotted at the 45-yard line of Mount Juliet. That's where they'll have it first and 10 with one minute, 54 seconds to go. And they're showing a timeout, but there's no way they've got any timeouts left. They'll know they've taken three. Yeah, they missed the first one when they took it just before they attempted the field goal. Right. They they took one and... Uh, scoreboard operator missed it. 
We need another big defensive stand right here. Antoine Moore and uh, Jaravius Hall, Mike Johnson, Malik Smith lined up across that front four for the Lions. And DeAndre Mathers, Watson Harvey, and Joseph Whaley at linebackers. And here's Schwoner. He's going to get in the shotgun formation. He's going to throw it. And there's a block in the back. But they didn't call it over there on Joseph Whaley or one of the linemen or one of the the defensive back. Maybe that was Q Martin, but it looked like he got a block in the back. But uh, ball's complete, and he gets up, picks up five yards right at midfield now to be second and five, and uh, went out of bounds. It stops the clock. One minute, 46 seconds to go. Second and five for the Bears. Big play here for the defense, for the Lions. Swarner in the shotgun. Lewis on his right hip. He's looking to throw a quick pass right away. He's right. got it complete, and we, it's going to be third and short. Stop and short. Three and yards. That means the clock's going to keep running, and they didn't get out of bounds. So third and one. He gets it to the, to the Lion 46-yard line quickly. The Bears on the, on the ball. Warner trying to get a play from the sideline. Here's the snap. Going to give the, no, he's going to keep it keep himself, it. and he gets his first down. But that will stop the clock only momentarily. Now at one minute, nine seconds, as they mark the, the chains for the first down yardage as he gets to the 42-yard line of Columbia. I would expect some kind of pass out towards the sidelines and maybe another bubble screen of some kind. Shotgun formation. There was movement on the line, but no call. As Schwoner throws deep, and he's got a man open. Got workings, and he breaks uh, a tackle. tackle. And all the way down inside the 20 goes uh, Amari Workings as the clock stops at 48 seconds. But inside the 20 to the 18-yard line goes Mount Juliet on this hurry-up drive here before the end of the half. Clock back running now at 40 seconds to go until halftime. Columbia leading 14-10. to 10. Here's Schwoner in the shotgun. Receivers both ways. He's looking to throw, looking to the end zone. And there's a pass. Intercepted. No. Oh. Watson Harvey had his hands on it, and somebody else maybe had a chance at it. it as uh, Swarner was trying to go all the way to the end zone there on that play to Danion. But uh, a lot of good coverage, a lot of hands going up there for the Lions to knock that ball down. It's going to be really important that we hold them out here as much as we can because Mount Julia gets the opening, gets the kickoff. For the uh, for the second half, so if we can hold them out here, uh, you know, we don't let them have the lead going in, then uh, that'll be again a momentum shift our way. We need a turnover. We need a turnover badly. You're right, right here. Almost had one. I just thought that was one. All right, here's Schwoner. Two receivers each side. Garris. Oh, the high snap. There's a flag. <laughs> yeah, one of their guys jumped. It looked like three flags on the play. Four flags on the play. Illegal yep. procedure, Mount Julian. Their right tackle jumped forward on that. So that backs it up to the 23-yard line. It'll be second and 15 for the Bears. 30 seconds on the clock. Now what happens to this? Do they start that clock right as we're ready to? I think it's supposed to, it, it's supposed to start, I think. When they get the ball set. Uh, the referee's coming over to the sideline for some reason. They're changing the clock. Mm. I don't know if they're having a hard time getting it moving or he 31 seconds. 
Yeah, they're off by a second. But it should have been. But the clock should not stop on an offensive penalty. Once they once they mark the ball, they should be winding it up. On the referee's start right yeah. here. He's getting ready He's to start He's making sure it. everything's set. And there goes right, the clock. They're going to start it on the Here's play. Here's Schwoner in the shotgun. Looking to throw it. Being pressured, being run out of the pocket. And he throws He's it up, up for grabs. grabs. Throws okay. it out of bounds. Threw it out of bounds. All right. So 25 seconds now on the clock. It'll be third and oh, 15. Are they, okay, they're looking to see. They're checking to see if, it was, if he was outside the box. No, okay. So, third and 15 from the Columbia 23-yard line is Mount Juliet. Clock stopped on the incomplete pass. Need a big defensive play right here. Turnover somehow. A sack. An interception. Q Martin, just go ahead and take you one back to the house right here. That'd be great. Sack would keep a sack would keep the clock moving. They wouldn't be able to get another playoff, I don't think. Here's Swoner in the shotgun. There's the snap rolling to his left. Jordan Brooks pressuring him. He's looking to the end zone. There goes the ball on the pass, and the ball is oh. and incomplete. Falls just short. Tries to hit his man right inside the five-yard line with the ball thrown behind him, and we had a chance on it to uh, as that ball tipped up in the air, but falls incomplete. Hits the ground. 16 seconds to go, and here's Shenuda coming in, going to try to kick a 40-yard field goal to get him a little closer as they trail Columbia 14-10 to 10 here. Defense did a really, really good job in coverage that time. Uh, our uh, our right side in kind of tried to inside move and got hung inside, and that let the quarterback drift out there a little bit more. But uh, we put some pressure on him here. Here's the snap, the set, the kick. And I don't think it's going to make it. And that is no, no short. No good. It's short. It's short. Good job. Good job, defense. That's a defensive win right there. 11 seconds to go here. Until halftime, Columbia maintaining the 14-10 lead over Mount Juliet. That's two stops now we've made basically on the line, on the Bears. Guess we'll take a knee here probably. Yeah. It'd be I don't know, man. I'd try to give it to Q and let him go. Yeah. Give it to one of them. Why not? I wouldn't be. Yeah, we don't want to. Well, I wouldn't worry don't, don't about Don't even want to risk all. an exchange right now. At least, you know, I just take a, take a knee, let the clock run. Defense had a great stop here. Ride that momentum in. Direct uh, snap make it. Our adjust, make our adjustments. Yeah. Direct snap it. <laughs> of course, it's easy up here. Yeah, he's taking a knee. So that's going to take us to halftime as Columbia. Two big plays there for the Lions to get their touchdowns as they lead 14 to 10 over the Mount Juliet Golden Bears here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, the first round of the TWSAA playoffs as uh, we're at halftime. And hopefully, I'm assuming we're going to join JP. I'm not sure if we are or not, folks. Uh, Last week, we joined the Braves in progress, and uh, we know the Braves aren't playing because they won the World Series. So (laughs) I'm so proud of that. So at halftime, we invite you to stay tuned and uh, join J.P. Plant and TriStar Friday Night Live as he'll give us updates from all across the state, all the playoff games that are taking place from Bristol to Memphis. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate our sponsors. 20 minutes. And uh, we'll have halftime here. And both bands are, yeah, both bands are here. I saw the uh, Mount Juliet's band came in late, but uh, 
Columbia's band will will be performing here at halftime here at, uh, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So thank all of you for listening, and we'll be back right after you hear from JP and our sponsors, and you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Arcus Restoration is proud to continue serving the community of Columbia as we have for the past 10 years. As a full-service general contractor, Arcus can handle every step of the recovery process, from initial emergency response all the way through to a fully restored home or business, including assessing and reversing damage caused by water, fire, storms, smoke, mold, and biohazardous materials. We are in the business of helping people, and we love what we do. Call Arcus Restoration 24-7 at 855-898-8282 or visit us online at arcusrestoration.com. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Kind of shooting itself in the foot uh, a little bit after that first drive for the for the initial touchdown in that one. But uh, uh, I am surprised at 7 to nothing. looks like... It'd be interesting to be in the locker room, let me say that, uh, of, uh, of both teams at intermission. I know Coach Kreisky is probably a little disappointed with his offense, and we'll see uh, what they're able to do in the final two quarters of play. Are you uh, suggesting that paint will be peeled? <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again, please, George. I said, are you suggesting that some paint might get peeled in a locker room? It 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 could very well happen. Uh, it could very well happen. I've known Coach Kreisky, uh, Coach Will Kreisky at Riverdale, and his twin brother Matt Kreisky at Center, uh, at uh, Centennial for uh, several years, and they both know how to turn up the heat a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that might be one place you could take the microphone, but you better uh, have a have your hand on the switch. <laughs> oh no! What you better have is uh, <laughs> is a delay system. There um, you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, uh, JP. Any others you want Murphy to hear about? Yeah, we've got an update. Clarksville at Cane Ridge tonight. Uh, I believe they're at the half. Brady McAtamney reporting. Brady McAtamney here, calling in from Cane Ridge High School. Clarksville took a seven-zero lead early in the game, but since then it's been all Cane Ridge. They've scored the last three touchdowns and lead twenty-one to seven at halftime. 
All right, twenty-one to seven, Clarksville leading Kane. Uh, excuse me, Kane Ridge leading Clarksville twenty-one to seven at the half. Murphy, yeah, that's no about the way. There. No, no, not at all. Uh, Eddie Woods has done such a good job after uh, being named the head football coach there. A Memphis native who uh, who played at Tennessee State, and uh, when the opportunity came up, he jumped at it and has really enjoyed his uh, his tenure in Davidson County and. Uh, uh, sounds like Kane Ridge is probably playing their best football right now, too. Okay, JP, you got to lead me here. Anything right. else you want him to yeah. hear? Yeah, we, we've got more. Uh, Summertown hosting their first playoff game ever in Summertown, and uh, they're host, hosting East Hickman tonight. We have an update from our buddy Vandy Chris. This is Vandy Chris calling back in with an update from Summertown, home of the Eagles. We are currently at halftime with the Summertown Blue leading this game 14 to 13. Uh, Summertown has 154 yards on the game. East Hickman has 102. East Hickman has thrown zero passes every yard, every yard that game has been on the run. Their leading rusher is their quarterback with 36 yards rushing. Summertown's being led by Jamin Edmondson with 41 yards rushing, and the quarterback, Colton Safer, is 5 of 6 through the air for 83 yards. The half ended with Summertown having possession. They got down to the one-yard line with three seconds left, and that was the only incomplete pass that Safer has thrown the entire game was on the last play of the half. Uh, again, Summertown leads this one 13. 14 to 13 over East Hickman. Both teams are the Eagles and both offenses have been flying high. Neither defense has stopped either offense yet in this game. Uh, I'll call back later on with another update and hopefully it'll be a summertime Eagles win and we're enjoying the playoff atmosphere. This crowd is electric. All right. Murphy, this is a big night down there, and if anybody can appreciate that, I know it's you. Well, I, I know the folks at Summertown have got to be awfully excited. Dakota Cruz, who uh, was a Mr. Football not too many years ago at Lewis County in his first year as head coach there at Summertown, has got to be awfully excited about the way his uh, football team is playing tonight. But Chris, Chris Austin, only in his second or third year at East Hickman, it's kind of turned that program in Lyle, Tennessee, around. It, uh, it sounds like they've got a barn burner down there for sure. Yeah, that, that's a cool story. First ever playoff game that they have hosted, and and good for them. That's uh, that's a nice story right there. Yeah, especially a first first time head coach, uh, Dakota Cruz. Like I said, played at. Uh, Lewis County and was a Mr. Football, played collegiately at uh, Maryville College and uh, not necessarily very tall in stature, but he's the guy you want to pick first to be on your uh, defensive unit. Uh, one game away from his the end of his senior year, and he led the entire team in tackles at Maryville College at about 5'7". So uh, congratulations for at least the first two quarters of play and hopefully uh, – Summertown can hold on for that one. For those of you who may just be joining us, this is TriStar Friday Night Live. George Plaster, J.P. Plant with you. And 
With us uh, by phone right now is Murphy Fair. Murphy, tell people again where you are. I'm at Cannon County High School in Woodbury, and the second half has gotten underway. Uh, uh, seven to seven, the score right now, and the Signal Mountain had a great opportunity for a pick six, and uh, the guy couldn't hold on to the ball, so it looks like Cannon County's going to have to punt the ball over. Now, Murphy, I think I know where Signal Mountain is. Uh, it's on the way to see the Braves. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've only thrown that in there this week about 50 times. Um, pretty proud of what's going on. Well, this punt is returned about 25 yards to midfield. I thought he was going to break it all the way, the Signal Mountain player, but Cannon uh, County got him down, so they, uh, uh, the Eagles – uh, Signal Mountain, go on offense for the first time in the second half. All right, uh, George and Murphy, I got a couple of other games I want you to to kind of maybe think about here. One, Nolensville leads uh, late in the second quarter, Murphy, at Station Camp, 21-14. to 14. And in 6A, Independence, the 4C, traveling to unbeaten Collierville, they uh, just scored a touchdown, but they missed the extra point. And under four minutes to go, Collierville leads Independence fourteen to thirteen. Wow! My goodness. Okay, let's that's start. One. Let's start with that one, Murphy. That's a that's a four giving a one everything they want and then some. And that's uh, I, I have so much respect for Scott Blade, the coach of Independence, and that. That's one of those upsets I picked. I actually picked Independence to beat uh, Collierville because uh, Collierville, uh, one of three or four public schools in Shelby County that did play football last year during the outbreak of COVID, all the rest of them, the, all the rest of the public schools did not. But uh, I just wasn't real sure about so many of those teams. Uh, that were returning to football after having missed the 2020 season. And I wasn't real sure how strong that schedule was for Collierville. I don't want to take anything away from Coach Joe Racconi and what he was able to do at his alma mater. But uh, I just thought Independence, uh, who played a terribly tough schedule, they faced uh, both Lipscomb and CPA, not to mention the, the other 6A teams there in Williamson County, and uh, that one doesn't surprise me a whole lot. I'll I'll be anxious to see the final on that one later on tonight. Murphy, what do you think's going on at Station Camp? This is a a deal that they opened the season 7-0, looked like they were, you know, riding high, and all of a sudden, it doesn't look like it anymore. I'm not real sure. I saw them a, about mid-season and was very impressed with that football team. Uh, and then I heard some rumblings. You know, you can hear so many different things if you listen to the uh, to the gossip mill, so to speak. And there was uh, there was some talk that maybe Station Camp was going to have to forfeit a bunch of all games because of an ineligible player. But but that rumor never materialized, so to speak. And so. Uh, I don't. I don't know if if the threat of that cloud over that program uh, took some wind out of the sails or what. I'm just uh, uh, I'm just not real sure about what what that was all about. But uh, 
but apparently nothing came of it but uh, but a couple of losses. So uh, they did win one of those last three ball games, and but just haven't looked like the same team we saw the first five or six weeks of the season. And I get the feeling, Murphy, that they're playing with a little more pressure than most teams because let's face it. If they don't get it done tonight, they're going to hear a lot about that. Uh, possibly so. And, and Brent Alexander, who played at Gallatin, uh, played at Tennessee State, played, I think, 10 or 12 years in the NFL, uh, took over that program last year, and they went 0-10. But he played a lot of young kids that returned to the lineup this year. And that was one of the really feel-good stories throughout the mid-state, the mid-state was how well Station camp was doing after such a tough year last year. So uh, I don't know. We'll just have to wait that one out, I guess. Okay, Murphy, we're going to let you go. I know uh, you've got a ball game there that's pretty interesting that you want to watch. So get back to it. Stay warm. And I know we'll talk to you again before it's all over. That'll be great, George. Thank you much. See you later. Murphy Fair, he is the guru. For obvious reasons, <laughs> JP, the guy knows his stuff. Yes, he does, and and we got about forty seconds left. But I do have an update on the uh, Nolansville Station Camp. How about this? The new score: Nolansville leads now, thirty-five to fourteen, early in the second half. Yeah, it's going to be very disappointing for a club that started out seven and zero. So that's the first of maybe. Several where the higher seed doesn't get it done. That's part of playoff football on TriStar Friday Night Live, presented by the U.S. Army and by the Tennessee Department of Safety. For 60 years, people have shopped Parks Motor Sales to get the best vehicles and the best service. ParksMotorSales.com has details on new Buicks, certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and much more. Stop by 919 Nashville Highway, take a Buick for a test drive, and learn why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. 
We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. TriStar Friday Night Live is brought to you in part by the U.S. Army. In the boots of a U.S. Army soldier, you'll move forward in your career and make a real difference in the world. Find the right fit with more than 150 occupational specialties. Learn more at usarmy.com. And the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, reminding you, booze it and lose it. The bad decision to drive drunk will land you in jail. And by Wilson Bank and Trust. Visit wilsonbankandtrust.com for more details. Wilson Bank and Trust, proud supporter of high school sports. From Bristol to Memphis, covering high school football, this is TriStar Friday Night Live. Presented by the U.S. Army and the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. With J.P. Plant, here's George Plaster. And we welcome all of you back in. This is week number one of postseason activity. The playoffs are underway, and in a lot of cases, uh, chalk is the word. However, that's not the case everywhere, as JP gave you earlier. Nolansville, a decided underdog going into station camp. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ledrich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marts, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. Here's Lee Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here as we're concluding halftime activities here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in Columbia, Tennessee. Lee Maddox and Mike Lyle and Terry Wilcox bringing you the call tonight as Columbia leading here at halftime 14-10 to 10 on uh, just a, a pretty exciting first half. And uh, Mount Juliet scored first with their field goal with five minutes, 32 seconds to go in the first quarter. And then Q Martin strikes for 61 yards, a touchdown run with 21 seconds to go. That put us up 7-3. to three. And then in the second quarter, Mount Juliet, uh, Shenuda punts 
Makes a punt to the Lions' 38-yard line, and there goes Q Martin returning it for 62 yards, an electrifying run here that electrified us and along with the crowd here at Columbia for the touchdown. That put us up 14-3, and then uh, uh, CZ Danyan ran for a nine-yard touchdown for Mount Juliet with five minutes and 18 seconds to go in that second quarter to get us where we are right now, 14 to 10 for Columbia, still leading in this ball game, and uh, they're getting ready. Both teams have been warming up down on the field, and Mount Juliet will receive the second-half kickoff, and hopefully the the Lions will keep doing what they've been doing on defense because uh, they have had a a great game. They they've been bending, uh, but they hadn't broke. Yeah, they they definitely defense has definitely been keeping us in the ball game here. You know, stopping them in that first series uh, to hold them to a field goal was huge. Was a big lift for us. Stuff like that. Or offensively, we've it's kind of been feast or famine. It's either been a big play or we really haven't been able to move the ball very much. So that's where the offense is going to have to improve in the second half. We're going to have to sustain a couple of drives. Defense is going to have to continue to stymie the uh, Mount Juliet offense as much as they can and uh, keep them from making the, the big drive. You know, the only time they gave up the score was on a play that I, I think you and I both saw that the uh, young young man blocking our, our outside linebacker uh, held him up, and uh, we saw it from up here. The referees evidently didn't see it, and he wasn't able to uh, hem him back in and turn him back in towards pursuit. But uh, But our defense all in all has been doing a really, really good job. Without a doubt. And, uh, Terry, your assessment, or do you have some stats that you want to share, or do you want me to bring Uh, them up over here? Yeah, I think you got the more accurate ones. Uh, I I was uh, impressed with the line. Uh, Offensively, they were able to, uh, for the most part, keep keep their bigger players at bay, and and the defense was able to open up a few holes, uh, not as many as we would have liked. Most of our good runs seemed to be around the end. Uh, We didn't throw many passes. I think I only show us two for two. Two for uh, two. But yeah, uh, yeah we, but we didn't need to because the run, big play. Uh, Q Martin has been a, had a great night. That uh, 60, 38 or sixty-two yard punt return uh, definitely was, a, I think, the highlight of the game. So for so far, so but impressive. We got like you said, we got to play defense. Uh, they Maljula gets the ball to start the second half. Got to hold them. A lot of close games in the region. Uh, so you never know. You know, it's uh, going to be a tight one. Mount Juliet and and I believe Franklin County are fourteen to seven at the half. Uh, I mean, West, I'm sorry. Wilson Central? No. No. Uh, West. Green Hill. Green Hill is up 14 to 7 at the half. Uh, Page, I think, is up 14 to nothing in theirs. uh, Wow. All the games are close. So there's, in our region, there's no blowouts at all. Very good. Anybody can win. Let's hope we can keep a hang on this lead here and take it all the way to the end of the ball game here on this first round of the TWSAA playoffs. Time of possession was controlled by Mount Juliet, 14 minutes, 51 seconds to Columbia's 8 minutes, 27 seconds. Rushing yards for Mount Juliet, 21 attempts for 74 yards for Columbia, 12 rushes for 85 yards. As you said, uh, Luke Usselton, two of two for 14 yards in passing. And uh, the, the Golden Bears were 7 of 12 for 69 yards. And uh, total yardage, 143 is what we're showing on 33 plays for Mount Juliet, 99 yards 
for Columbia, but that don't, I'm not sure that that includes the kicking. It, no. it doesn't. No, doesn't. that doesn't. You know, that's 60, that's 62 yards, yards yeah. you know, that uh, yeah. was just great for, and let's hope we have more of those. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I may be also, mis- mistaken, but I don't remember us. Did we have a punt return for a touchdown this year? I don't remember. I don't think remember. so. Yeah. Yeah. Watson, Watson Harvey's been having a, you know, lights out first half. We need to have that continue. We need to have a, pr- a better pressure, a more consistent pressure. We've had some really great sacks and, and pressure, but we need to be consistent pressure, keeping that quarterback uh, contained in the pocket and uh, get up in his face and don't let him settle his feet uh, to make those throws. So Saw his dad uh, there during halftime, and he's a little worried about his shoulder, that he's hurt his shoulder a little bit. He hurt, had kind of thrown that out of joint uh, a few games ago, and he had been nursing it back, uh, but he's hoping he's going to be okay. And Adrian Hidalgo is out for the game on that either a hip or a leg injury. Here's Max Patton's kick down to the seven-yard line and quickly across the 25 to the 26-yard line goes Mount Juliet. That'll be where they'll take over first and 10. That was Tanner Cock running back or the running that kickback for the Golden Bears. So they'll get it at their 26-yard line, first and 10, as Columbia leads 14-10 as we begin the third quarter of play. Mount Juliet coming to the line of scrimmage with uh, Stephen Schwoner, the senior quarterback, 6'2", 185 quarterback, and he's going to quickly just take a quarterback sneak up the middle, and he's got six, seven yards just like that as maybe Columbia was not ready or expecting that, and that was a pretty good call there because nobody was expecting that eight yards on the carry as he just went straight up the middle for the quarterback sneak. He just just got in behind those big linemen and followed them through. Yeah, I think uh, they may be going into this, uh, you know, what I call a bulldozer offense right here and just dare us to stop them. uh, and, And as they push up the field to eat up the clock, you know, a, a score would put them in the lead, and I think that's what they're gaming on. Well, let's get this defense going right here. Here's Swoner under center this time. He's going to give to Lewis right up the middle, and he's met immediately by Mike Johnson right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a half yard they'll give him. Gets up to the 35-yard line. He's got to make it to the 36 for the first it looks like so a pickup of one it'll be third and one so huge play right here to start off this third quarter yep. I would expect stop. that quarterback sneak again or something similar to it as the Columbia crowd trying to get and the Columbia players trying to get the crowd into it and on this cold November night I would anticipate Tennessee. that push that quarterback push play Here's Schwoner under center. Needs a yard, yard and a half for the first down. Watson Harvey showing the blitz. Going to give oh, it to Workings caught. around the left side. He's got his first down as he gets runs a, the jet sweep over on the left side of the line towards the – do I see a flag? I see a flag. I do too. That's going to be – I think it's going to go, yes, yeah, got him. holding against Mount Juliet. So, wow. Very good. They had picked up the first down, and there's a reason why he picked up that first down, because they were holding Antoine Moore, I'm sure, over there on that far side. Yeah, they were anticipating, you know, they, they knew we were anticipating that quarterback sneak, especially after having that first successful play and, and tried to fool us and get outside of us. And uh, like I said, did the little hold right there, and that, that's going to cost them now. Now we're almost forcing him into a passing down, and uh, we, need, we need a knock pass down or intercept it. 
third and eight as they'll spot it at the 28-yard line of Mount Juliet. Schwoner now in the shotgun with Lewis on his right hip. Two receivers to each side of the line of scrimmage. There's Schwoner being pressured. Knocked out of the – then he's throwing it downfield, and that ball is going to be – Great pressure right there. Incomplete. <laughs> incomplete on the far sideline right at the yard to gain, but ball falls incomplete. Fourth and eight, a punting situation for sure for Mount Juliet. A great job here on the opening drive of three and out for the Columbia Lions. Exactly what we needed on defense. The both, uh, both our edge rushers that time did a great job putting pressure on him and not letting him get his feet set. Here's Shenouda at his 15. Always got to watch this fate. They do a lot of movement around that, that line of scrimmage for Mount Juliet. There's the snap. Here's the kick. A great kick. Q Martin going to let it bounce. And he picks it up at the 30. And he breaks one tackle, breaks another, crosses it the away. 40. Tuck it away. And now he's going to be stopped. He's going to get his forward progress up to the 41-yard line. Another great return that looked like there shouldn't be anything there for Q Martin. He just kind of ball bounced right to him as uh, he was just going to let it, I guess, die again, just like he did on that punt return that he did for the touchdown. But a great return for Q Martin. Just gotta, He's just got a knack for how to, you know, pick up that ball and how to run that ball, how to move his feet and avoid those tackles. I tell you, though, that gives coaches ulcers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Here's, here's Luke Usselton in the wing T formation. Q Martin. And now handoff to Caden McCoy, and he is snowed under for a loss of three on the play. Yeah, they, they had a stunt with their backside, line, with their left side linebacker right at that time, and he caught him from behind trying to – uh, he was trying to set his blocks up, and he just caught him from behind. We're going to have to hit that hole a little faster. Loss of two. It takes it back to the 38-yard line of Columbia. Got to get it across midfield for the first. Nine minutes, 20 seconds to go here in this second second half of the, of the third quarter here in Columbia, Tennessee. Luke Usselton under center. Jordan Davis in motion. Going to give to Q Martin, and he's got a block around the left side. He's across to midfield, right at the line to gain. Let's see where they spot him. Let's see where they spot him. He's going to be just short. He's right at midfield. He likes one yard, so it's going to be third and and a long one. one. Yeah, third and a long one. That time they ran that Sally play, but they they changed it just a little bit. Instead of running up inside because the outside linebacker stepped up into the hole, he bounced it outside, and our blocker sealed him in, and that was able to give him the edge. And he got a good game and got got our yardage back, put us back on schedule, third and one. Got to make this first down right here. Here's Luke Usselton, brings his team to the line of scrimmage. Lewis Maddox at center. They're anticipating the sneak, man. They got everybody up, packed up inside right there. Wing T formation. That's offsides. Going to give to Caden McCoy, and he is trying to reach it, and he gets there. Not going to get there. Let's see where they spot it. No, he got it. He got it. He got it. It's going to be close. I'd go for it. He's right at the line to gain. They'll have to measure. Fourth down, they're calling. Looks like he's about a half a yard. Nah, short I don't think minute. it's wow. a half. I think yeah. I'd ask for a minute. Well, yeah, it's not even a half. It's not even a half. All right, quarterback, sneak it. Sneak it. Yeah. yeah. Go. Even, even if they stack up there. Put it on Lewis. Put it on him. Let's go, guys. Fourth and a half a yard to go 
for the Lions at the 49-yard line of Mount Judith. Our two backs need to push Here's Hustleton under center. He's offsides right now. He's offsides right now. They got him. They got him. First down, Columbia. He was lined up offsides. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. First and ten now. Let's see where where they'll end up marking it. What? Yep. Yep. Okay. There we go. Big mistake on their defense right there, helping us keep our drive alive right there because they did have him stacked up uh, short of the yardage. Just shy of the 45-yard line, inside the 45-yard line of Mount Juliet. Luke Hustleton now in the wing T formation. Another offsides, for, but they're not going to call it. Give to McCoy up the middle, and he's got a little room, and he gets about seven on the play before he's brought down at the 40. Excuse me, at the 38-yard line is where he'll go. Maybe about six, so it's going to make it second and four for the Lions. Eight minutes and 40 seconds to go here in the second quarter. Columbia leading 14-10. to 10. They're in their opening drive of the third quarter after stopping Mount Juliet on a three and out. So This, this is just what the doctor ordered. Good Time-eating drive, drive and, and just keep moving about four to six yards at a time. Here's Hustleton. Davis in motion. Going to give to Q Martin. He's looking for room in the middle, and he breaks in one tackle, reverses his field, got this first down inside the 30-yard line, down to the 29-yard line goes Q Martin. He is just another first down. He is just tough to hit. (laughs) They had had the play stopped. They had the play stopped, and he was able to do a sidestep and uh, move around and and shuffle around a little bit and gain six more yards for a first down there. His feet just continue to move and and shift, and they just can't get him. So, fantastic, fantastic run, first down run for the Lions. First and 10 at the 29. Here goes McCoy up the middle, and he's looking for room and not going to get much. He falls down to the 27-yard line, looks like, or the 28-yard line goes Caden McCoy. Yeah, they were trying to uh, fake that jet sweep and give a trap up behind it. Uh, Mount Pleasant sniffed that out pretty quick. And Mount Juliet did, too. Yeah, Mount Juliet. <laughs> yeah. I love live radio. Yes. <laughs> we know what you meant, Coach. What yeah. did he say? I didn't I hear I said it. Mount Pleasant. Okay. <laughs> Somebody else said that I'm earlier the- <laughs> today. I wish we'd have another Mount Pleasant play that Lewis did, you know, back in <laughs> that 53-yard interception return. Here's Luke Usselton beating pressure. He's going to break it, pull it down, and run it. Tuck He's going okay. to get down to the 20-yard line. He takes a strong hit there. You don't want to see that too much. But that's but. management now. Third and manageable. Did, did a good job there, not trying to force things. Gets it to the 20. Is that one-yard show? Right at the yeah, just a half-yard battle. They had a first down at the 29, so they got to right. get to the 19. Clock running at 6 minutes 35 seconds here in this third quarter of play. Columbia leading 14 to 10. Here they are facing a third and one at their own at the Mount Juliet 20-yard line. Give to McCoy. Got stopped in the middle, and he's trying to break to the outside. And I think he, I think reached he slid up his, in here. He got enough. his first down got at the good, 19. Some good blocking out on the outside by, uh, I believe it was, yeah, Mark. M- Martin did some good blocking out there. To but that was yeah. McCoy. And yeah. Just, um, yeah. Martin come up behind him and, and nailed one of the receivers, which gave him that extra couple yards. 
good second effort on that because they did have the play stopped behind the line yep. of scrimmage. He was able to slide it outside. First and 10 at the 19 for Columbia. Luke Usselton in the wing T formation. Jordan Davis in motion. Give to McCoy up the middle. Looking for room. Gets about two or three on the play. Gets down to the 16-yard line. We're to make it second and seven, we'll call it. It's a little bit of a surprise on our strategy right here in that uh, they got all their big size, big guys inside, and we're able to uh, to punch up in between them. Uh, we're running traps. We're running the, 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 the traps and off tackles and, and, and having some success pushing up almost right at these guys. Caden McCoy is hard to get yardage. He's got nine carries for 23 yards. Here's Luke Usselton, second and seven. Give to Jordan Davis around the right side. He's looking for room. He's got a little bit. Crosses in closes inside the 10-yard line, just inside the 10-yard line, or right at the 10 is where they'll mark it. Again, Going third be short. Just short of the yard to gain at the nine. Again, this is exactly what we needed to do on offense is have this long, sustained drive. What we got to do now is finish it off with a touchdown. Got to have the touchdown here for sure. Luke Usselton getting the play from the sideline and brings his team to the line of scrimmage in that wing T formation with Jordan Davis and McCoy in the backfield. Q Martin in that wing back spot. Now Luke Usselton takes the quarterback sneak and he's going to have his first and 10. It'll be first and goal at the, about the eight yard line now. Luke Usselton going right over his left, left guard and right in the center, Lewis Maddox and Jordan Brooks and gets his first down. Able to find a gap in, in between those two big, two big hog mollies that uh, Mount Juliet has a, in there. They got some big boys in that front, and uh, he's they, finding a seam in between them. They do, but you, if you notice, they've been running them in and out because uh, yeah. they're getting tired. Yeah, let's hope that's the they're case, chasing. guys. You still got part, part of the, part yeah. of the, I think part of the strategy is making them chase our runners and, yep. and wear them out a little bit. Here's Usselton at his nine-yard line, first and goal at the nine. Takes a snap and gives it to Q Martin. Q Martin's going to have room. He's looking into the end zone. He goes. Touchdown, Columbia. Q Martin, his third touchdown of the night. Wow. Fantastic. Q just, he gets that ball, and he let oh, that play. Oh, 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 hold it. We just had a late, late flag. That's, they'll do it on the kick. I mean, there's still a touchdown. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it's still a touchdown. This is after the play. So he's going to pick it up. Oh, it's a sideline oh, side warning. Hope it's a, uh, I hope it's a warning. Yeah, don't worry me <laughs> like First that. One, so. yeah. Q Martin. Yeah, we, just, our players are getting a little bit exuberant yeah, on the touchdown yeah. on the sideline here. Q so. Martin just takes that ball. He waited for that play to develop, looked for his blocks, cut back into the middle after he was coming to the far side, to the left side is where that ball was. The, the play was kind of designed, but he saw the hole right in the left side of the line and just skipped right into the end zone, basically untouched. Outstanding blocking on the outside edge, on the, on the left edge there by both our running backs and our, our tight ends. There's the snap, the set, the kick by Max Patton, and it is good. So with four minutes, 12 seconds to go, Columbia takes their opening drive of the third quarter and capitalizes with a Nine-yard touchdown run by Q Martin, now leading 21 to 10 over Mount Juliet. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as your Columbia Central Lions have just scored another touchdown to go up 21-10 to 10 here in the third quarter with four minutes and 12 seconds to go in this first round of the TWSAA playoffs here at Columbia, Tennessee. Here's Max Patton to kick off after the touchdown and a kick down to the 10. Oh, ball of fun, kind of jumbled there uh, by the receiver, and he's going to go down at the 30. A great hit by Joseph Whaley on the kick return of the kick coverage team a great uh, great hit there by Joseph Whaley Terry Wilcox you've got the scoring drive summary absolutely there. Columbia went 59 yards in 12 plays took five minutes and 38 seconds off the clock uh, ended it with a nine yard Q Martin TD kick was good 21 to 10 Columbia with 412 left in the third quarter that's one thing I love to see what they've done several games ago is they put starters from their defense and offense on those kick return kick coverage teams to make a difference and uh there's joseph whaley gonna get uh lewis after he picks up six or seven yards there on that first down carry there for mount juliet but again there's deandre mathers coming up limping a little bit uh, but yeah they, they put in some of the starters we were obviously yeah. having some issues with our coverage team our coverage units and and uh, they put some of the starting position players on those kick teams and that has made a difference yeah early in the year usually you try to use your young guys early in the year and try to give them some game experience and stuff but now uh, the special teams are important so you start working your starters back into it here's Schwoner in the shotgun no that's the workings as takes the wildcat and he's Gonna make his first down close to it. We'll see where they spot it. It was second and about two to go. Yeah, he and he got his first down just across the 40 yard line. A player from Mount Juliet, the right tackle, is coming up a little game, limpy, a uh, uh, little game there on the play, yeah. but he looks like he's gonna be all right. But, but again, uh, and them, them running the ball is, is actually helping us. We're, you know, if we can make them drive the field and, and, really take a long time to go make this score that's going to work to our advantage. Well, didn't want to give up that first down, no. but they got it first and 10 at the Mount Juliet 40. Now here's Swoner going back to pass. He's got a man open and broken up by, who is that, Lincoln English or no? Who was that? That's Q Martin Q. over Martin. there. It's a completion. Defending. Did he catch he, it? He caught that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I thought he knocked it down. So a great catch there for Mount Juliet as he crosses midfield up to the 48-yard line of Columbia. Now another first down, first and 10 for the Golden Bears. Clock running at 2 minutes 30 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Columbia leading 21 to 10. Got to get a stop here. That's two first downs. We don't need to have another one. That's his workings again. That's movement in the backfield. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, that's what they got. The workings was going to do motion. that. Uh, workings doing this wildcat kind of formation as uh, he's typically a wide receiver. 
Amari Workings for the Golden Bears. He is a senior wide receiver, and he's just taking the direct snap in the shotgun formation and going to either run it or has the option to give it off to Garrison Lewis, his tailback. And here comes Swoner back in now at quarterback. As they face yeah. his first and 15 at gonna, their own 47-yard line. I would anticipate some kind of pass over the middle or a screen, a tunnel screen of some kind. Here's Schwoner. Let's hope he gets some pressure. Going to give it to him. Hand off to Lewis and Joseph Whaley quickly on the tackle. Wow. He picks up four on the play after the penalty. Picks up four of the five he lost. So it'll be second and 11 as he just crosses midfield into Columbia territory at the 49. They'll spot the ball at the 49-yard line, second and 11. One minute, 40 seconds to go here in this third quarter. Kind of an unusual call there. They have to get a lot of yards quickly, and they did a running play with first and 15. Yeah, I think maybe they're trying to catch us. They stop the clock if they don't, you know. Oh, we got to. Their offensive lineman's offsides. Schwoner this time under center, going to give to his tailback. And his tailback running and getting positive yardage. But, uh uh-oh, another flag. flag. Is that going to be a – that can't be a face mask. That can't be a face mask. At least I didn't see it, but it looks like that's what they might be calling. Personal foul, face mask against Columbia. Doggone it. Had to have been on Harvey as he finished off the tackle there, but I, I, I'm like you. I didn't see it. He must have raked through. He must have raked down his mask. They call it 15 yards. Goodness gracious, it's going to take it all the way down wow. to the 30, inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line of Columbia. That one penalty after they had stopped him, basically. Yeah, they had. And that was only our third penalty of the game. We had... Two right at the right off the beginning. We had not had a penalty. Until okay, then. defenses now got to turn the page. Can't, can't do anything about that play now. Just got to turn the page and uh, keep fighting. Uh, hold them out here. At the most, at the most, give up a, t- uh, a field goal. First and ten at the twenty-eight of Columbia. Swoner under center quickly. This toss sweep to Lewis around the left side. He's going to pick up five on the play, just like that down to the 24-yard line as the clock continues to run inside a minute now. 44 seconds to go here in this third quarter. It'll be really? second and six, we'll call it, for the Golden Bear. Yeah, their play selection is helping us with our clock management here. I, I don't understand you know, a lot of what they're doing because they've got to get two scores to get caught back up. All right, Schwoner brings his team to the line of scrimmage. He's under center. Lewis, his lone tailback, going to give to him on the left side, looking for a place to go. He breaks to the outside, got his first down around the left side, inside the 20-yard line, down to the inside the 15 to possibly the 14-yard line goes Garrison Lewis for Mount Juliet. Another first and 10 as uh, soon as they set the chains, this clock is going to run out for the third quarter. and. That's what Mount Juliet is content to let it run all the way out, but and that will do it. So we played three in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs here in Columbia, Tennessee. Columbia gets a touchdown in their 
only possession of the third quarter, or no? Yeah, that was their the, only possession the only of the possession. third quarter. Is uh, they now go up 21 to 10, and they've got a job ahead of them to hold out Mount Juliet as we'll be back with the fourth quarter. So we'll take a timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Alliance football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Why do people trust Tills Jewelry with their jewelry repairs? Hi, this is Terry Tillis. We feel each piece of jewelry is important to our customers, and they deserve the utmost care with every item that is brought to us. Your jewelry is inspected when we receive it to determine exactly what repairs are needed. A photo is taken and documented, and then it goes to our goldsmith. Once the repair is completed, the jewelry is reinspected to make sure it has been restored to its original condition. Come see us at Tillis Jewelry, located in Columbia and Lewisburg. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we're ready to start the fourth quarter. Here's Mount Juliet first and 10 at their at the Columbia 14-yard line. Quickly a flag comes out. Looks like there's going to be some procedure for a movement or something for Mount Juliet. I'm not sure what that was as they're still in this uh, wildcat-type formation as Amari Workings, the wide receiver, is lining up at the quarterback position. And uh, they do get the five-yard penalty. That backs it up to the 19-yard line of Columbia where it will now be first and 15 for the Bears as we have yet to begin the fourth quarter. So that's a good sign. And it comes Swoner back into the game now to run at quarterback, it looks like. They're going to try to find a way to get the ball in 2018s. Or six. Six. 26s. That's six, that receiver over yonder. Now here goes uh, Swoner, rows out to his right to throw the ball. And there he throws and completes the pass down inside. Or was it complete or what? What are they saying, guys? I don't understand. Was it incomplete? Evidently incomplete. Looked like he caught it to me. <laughs> I thought he got the ball. Evidently he dropped yeah. it. <laughs> incomplete is uh, that's two we've he, missed on the on opposite ways. <laughs> I guess he was throwing he was throwing it to his tight end that was running across the uh, the middle there down around the ten yard line and it looked like it was a complete pass to me, but incomplete. And clock stopped with eleven fifty three. That's the first play really of the fourth quarter. Now second and 15 at the 19 of Columbia. Here's Mount Juliet, the shotgun formation for Schwoner. There's holding, and they're not going to call okay. it a drop pass. Oh. Trying to reach out to Lewis in a little screen pass out to the right side, and uh, the pass just dropped a little high for him to reach, but looked like they're still holding our guys, our defensive ends, every time they're coming in uh, for this rush, the pass rush. They've gotten uh, a lot more liberal that about that holding uh, anymore, uh, and, and especially in the pass blocking. Uh, as long as they're doing a push, they're going to let them grab. Huge what play. they can't do is pull. Huge play right here for the Lions. Third and 15 from the Columbia 19-yard line is Mount Julia. As uh, the play clock now down to about 10 seconds. As Schwoner now in the shotgun sends receivers 
Wide, two receivers to each side. And he's going to quickly throw, and he's being pressured. And there's the ball thrown to a oh, screen to Lewis, and he but stopped. We stopped him short. Watson Harvey stops him at the 15-yard line or at the 14-yard line. So just really a five-yard pickup. It's going to be fourth and 11. Here comes the field goal team. Great, great defensive stand right there after they had some success driving the ball down the field. Uh, again, got to got to be cognizant of the of the fake here. Uh, Mark Shenuda lined up to kick this field goal from his 23-yard line or the 22-yard line, so it'll be a 32-yard attempt. And here is the snap, the set, the kick, and that ball's left. It's no good. It he is missed no it. Good. Great job no on our defense right there. Fantastic. Columbia takes over right there. Wow. Huge, huge, huge stop right there. Huge series of plays after they'd gotten down there inside the red zone. Fantastic. Referee's referee's talking to a couple of our guys about something. Needs to make make sure we keep our cool in this situation. Now we've we've got control of the situation. They they probably put it, they move it to the 20, right? After a missed field goal. Yeah, missed field goal inside. So Columbia takes over first and 10 at their own 20-yard line with 11 minutes to go here in the ball game. They're leading 21 to 10. A touchdown drive here would just be awesome. Here's Usselton going to give to McCoy, looking for room around the left side. Makes a man move, miss, and still on his feet. Gets about seven yards on the play before six yards before he's brought down at the 26-yard line. But I thought one more little miss there from Caden McCoy, one more little shuffle of his feet, and he could have gone a little further. But, but the, uh, poor great, guy, the poor guy that's trying to make the first tackle right there, he just he left him in his shoes. <laughs> he just took off. No they, doubt. They, they call them ankle breakers among the teamers, teammates. No doubt. So second and four for the Lions as uh, at their own 26-yard line, Luke Usselton in the wing T formation under center. Q Martin in motion, going to give to McCoy up the middle, and he's hit yeah. immediately right at as soon as he got the ball. He's going to lose a yard there. Back up to the 25-yard line goes Caden McCoy. Caden has just had a rough time trying to make things uh, – to break any away that he's been known to do all year long, but uh, it's just been tough going for him. But the fact that they're concentrating so much on him has opened up some of our other guys to have uh, a little bit better games. And, uh, and so that's, uh, you know, sometimes when, you, when you've had a lot of success, there, you kind of become the decoy for a game or two. Ten carries for 26 yards is Caden McCoy, so just barely a little over two yards a carry uh, for him, or three yards a carry. Now it's 11 carries, 33 yards. So here's Usselton faking to everybody and looking to pass. Almost sacked. Throws the ball. Intercepted. Uh Intercepted. Intercepted by Danian. All the way back down now inside the 20, down to the 15-yard line. Goes Mount Juliet now in great field position as Luke Usselton avoided a sack and was rolling around to his left looking for his man downfield. And just an errant throw that... uh, CZ Danian picks it off and takes it down to the 13-yard line. Uh, is that the, yeah, about the 13 or the 14-yard line for Mount Juliet. Yeah, this made a great break on the ball right there. I don't really don't think Usselton ever saw him on that. He thought he had his man in the, in the uh, 
in the short out curl, a short out area, and uh, he stepped in front of him. Now after that defense just made that stop, big, big chore here as handoff to Danian around the right side and not much room there. He does get close to the 10-yard line, so a pickup of three or four on the play. Let's see where they'll spot it. Looks like it's right at the 10-yard line, so it'll be second and seven. For Did a good job Mount stringing Julia. that out a little bit. But <clears throat> Got cute. Here's Schwoner under center. Second and seven. Oh, there's a flag. Going to be movement on on the Mount Juliet Golden Bears. So that's going to back them up five yards. So let's let's man. We need something big to happen here, just like they they're got helping that turnover. Helping. That, that was the first turnover yeah. of the game, right? Yes. I think so, Terry. Is that correct? First turnover First turnover of the game? Yep, first turnover of the game. Uh, that's the sixth uh, penalty that Mount Juliet has committed today as well. So here they are, second and 11 from the 15-yard line is Mount Juliet, Schwoner. In the shotgun formation, Lewis on his right hip. A high snap. He's looking to throw, rolling to his right, bows towards the end zone. Ball's tipped and incomplete. Again, getting uh, some decent pressure on him that time. He's not able to settle in and set his feet to make that throw. Uh, usually throws fairly well on the run, but uh, that time he's having trouble. Another huge play now. To yeah, a chance long. to hold him to a field goal attempt, or at least you would think it might. Try that, so let's see. With the clock running down, they mean, well, if they get a field goal, then they'd be within eight points. They'd be within one possession, yeah. so, yeah. Well, I mean, they were going to try it while ago. Right. So, so it's third, third and 11 at the 15-yard line of Columbia. Defense looking to try to make a big stop right here. Swoner in the shotgun. Going to give to Lewis right up the middle, and he's... He's not going to make it, but they may, may, they may now. He gets inside the 10 down to the 9-yard line. Let's see what they call now that they'll probably maybe Fourth try to go six. for it. Fourth and six. That's what he's talking to his quarterback on the sideline. Let's hope they'll use a timeout. Use up those timeouts, what I'd like to see. He's going to bring Looks in like the they're play. Go for it. It's a huge they play right like here. Let's get this crowd into it. They've got to get in and get up for this. Now watch the – don't jump or yeah. anything like watch that. Watch the long count. Here's Schwoner. Three receivers to his left, one to his right. Here's the high snap, and there's the ball. Pit yeah. in the air, no good. Yeah. Incomplete in the end zone. Columbia takes over again after the turnover. Wow. Great stand by the defense right there. After that turnover, that sudden change turnover, the defense does a huge, huge job. Isaiah Cordell, Lincoln English back there to defending on those receivers in the end zone to tip that ball up in the air to fall incomplete. Wow. Turnover on downs, first and 10, Columbia at their own nine-yard line. The defensive backs have done a great job tonight. He has not been able to hit his first choice almost all night long. He's had to go to his second-choice receiver, and uh, that, that allows the rush to get to him. Now, if we can just sustain a drive for a little bit, get, get ourselves out of this end of the field. Get first downs. That's what we need. First and 10 now. Seven minutes, 29 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter. 
Here's Jordan Davis. He's got room on the right side. He's across the 20. He's at the 30. Out of bounds right. at the 31 yard line. At the 32 yard line goes Jordan Davis on that jet sweep around the right side of the Columbia line. Or here on the, the near side of the field into the Columbia bench goes Jordan Davis. First down. Get us out of that hole up to the 32 yard line. First and 10. Huge, huge play. The first drive. Get us out of that hole down there. Now we're, now we're in pretty good field position. Really open up our offense and go into what we do best. Come on, Lions, let's do it. Let's do this. Run this clock, get these first downs. Here's Luke Usselton, brings his team to the line of scrimmage. They said, I fully expect that jet sweep going the other way this time. We're overloading to the left. There goes Q Martin. Almost, almost didn't drop the ball. Yeah. Q Martin looking for room around the left side. There's uh, a flag. flag probably probably going to be a hold right there. And it stops that dead burn clock. Yeah. Doggone. Also sets us back. 10 yards from the line of scrimmage, or from that hold. Well, let's see what the call is. Yeah, I saw the side judge come in holding his wrist, so. From the spot of the foul, it happened right at the line of scrimmage. There's a holding against Columbia. Uh, clock's still running. Why would that still be running? Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised their coaches aren't standing on the air right now. <laughs> Let that clock run. It's at 6.30 now. Wow. I'm still counting. Yeah, I know the referee's coming over. He's going to make a correction. <laughs> Doggone it. Seven oh nine is what they're saying, and it's still running. Let it run. <laughs> but Columbia's going to face a first and 20 when they do get the clock set back, right? And they'll... Spot it at their 23-yard line. This situation now, what we need to do is get get us back to the first down or get us back to the original line of scrimmage and eat up some more clock and, and get ourselves in a manageable second down position, manageable second down situation. Columbia leading in this game 21 to 10. As they get that touchdown on their opening drive of the third quarter. Hey, we got it. What's yeah, that? that's that's about right. It's what is it? 709. Okay. 709. Now we get the clock set. It's first and 20 for the Lions. Ball at their own 23-yard line. Got to get it up to the 43. Here's Luke Osselton. Under center, the wing T formation. Jordan Davis in motion, going to give to McCoy up the middle, and he's he trying breaks, to break breaks a couple of he's tackles. He's got to break. He's over the 30. He crosses the 40. He's got his first down across midfield. And stayed in bounds. Territory <laughs> goes Caden McCoy, just as I had doubted him that he was not running the ball good. He shows me different. Wow. Fantastic run by Caden McCoy. He did that on his own, too, because he – Hit the line, and there wasn't anything there. He breaks out to the outside and makes that on his own. And, and does a great job. Gets upfield, gets us back up to midfield, and stayed in bounds. even more importantly. So now that they set the chain, the clock's still running. That's a huge, huge part of that. All the way inside Mount Juliet territory to the 48-yard line. First and 10, 6 minutes, 28 seconds to go here in the ballgame. Give to Q Martin around the left side, looking for blocks and room to run. He's got 7. He's got 10 yards on the carry. Goes Q Martin, another first down, and there's a flag. No, 
Was there a flag? I I don't see okay. one on the ground. All right. I thought I saw something. He's just short of the yard to gain, so it's going to be second and one at the Mount Juliet 39-yard line, and the clock running now. Under six minutes to go here in this ball game. Columbia leading 21 to nothing. Not only does McCoy run the ball, he gave a block right there. He knocked the outside linebacker four yards backwards when he hit him on the block that time. Opened up that seam to get us that nine-yard play on the first down. Cade McCoy, 13 rushes, 61 yards on the night so far. Here's Luke Usselton under center, and he's going to run that quarterback sneak and get his first down. First and 10 for the Lions, and that'll stop the clock momentarily to mark the new line to gain, and uh, they'll start that clock again, and hopefully we'll run this 40-second play clock plumb down and just keep running it down. Huge, huge, huge drive right here to seal this. Wow. Man. Even, again, this is this is one of those situations, even if we don't get a score here, what we've done just is eaten up a huge amount of clock and, and field. Uh, We'll make them drive the length of the field and where our defense is playing. Uh, as long as we don't let them have a big play, we should be in control of this from here on out. Let's just don't give them the ball back. Yeah, right? yeah let's just, just keep driving. It. Yeah. Let's take five minutes to go 38 <laughs> yards. Yeah. That's fine. Here's Luke Usselton in the wing T formation. Here comes Jordan Davis with the jet sweep around the right side. He's looking for a block. Can't quite find it. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, basically. So that'll keep the ball, the clock running and ball secure at the 37 yep. yard line of Mount Juliet got, got, got a few uh, got a few scores in, uh, Green Hills up 38 21 in the fourth mm. uh, in uh, mm. Nolansville mm. it's still up on the score has not changed at 21 14 over station camp this game here and then, then the other one is pages up 14 to nothing at Wilson Central at the half that's been uh, that score for a while so okay Second and 10 for the Lions. Here's Luke Usselton under center. He's going to give to Q Martin on the left side. Gets a block wow, from Keaton McCoy. And he reverses field, still on his feet. But he's not going to get much room, not much yardage more there. He's going to pick up about three on the play. And it should be a late hit call there. Now somebody, there's a clock, I mean a whistle. Stop. Is that a I think they called a timeout. I think Mount Julia, he's forcing Mount yeah. Julia to call a timeout right Woo. there. 3.58 to go here in this ball game on this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Your Columbia Central Lions leading 21 to 10, but driving the ball inside Mount Juliet territory. And we'll just keep it right here as uh, I try to catch my breath. Maybe I should take a timeout <laughs> to, to, to catch my breath. But I wanted to share with you that Q Martins had eight rushes for 114 yards. Caden McCoy, 13 for 61. Jordan Davis, five yards for, I mean, five carries for 37 yards. So they've had quite a rushing uh, uh, night for, they've turned it around here, especially in this second half. Now 33 rushes, 220 yards for the Columbia Lions. Yeah, we'll give kudos to our offensive line now. They're starting to take they're starting to take control of this offensive front and they're running the sweeps, they're running outside for a couple of things. Number one, they stay away from those big those big guys inside, but they're also not only are they making them chase and wearing them down, but a sweep takes a lot longer off the clock to you know to, to yeah to make that tackle so it eats up more time and they're still getting their yards to make their first down. So third you got third and seven here is a really big play. And just, just one update, Columbia Academy is hosting Trinity Christian. Starting in the fourth quarter, Trinity Christian's up 40-28. to 28. Oh, I'm going it. Okay, here's Luke Usselton, third and seven. 
at his 30 at the 35 yard line give inside handoff to q martin and nowhere to go he gets back to the line of scrimmage and that's it and there goes another timeout for for mount juliet they've got one left with three minutes 49 seconds to go they take the timeout. So, what, Coach, we're in this kind of no-man's territory right here. I might try to just go for it, but let's now, see what he's doing. We, we want to make them go. Like I would tell him to kick it for the corner over this, over the wide side of the field, kick it for the corner. I mean, uh, we're at the 35. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, that's basically yeah, where you, they get normally, the ball anyway. Normally it is no man's land, but if, if, he can, if he can get that angled kick over into the corner uh, and make them drive 90 yards in order instead of 70 yards, uh, that, that few seconds may make a difference on that. Uh, plus, if you get them un, inside the 10, that limits the, the, the plays that they can run because they really can't, you know, with our pass rush being as effective as it's been, uh, run, uh, you know, they force them to run the ball to get it out a little bit, which would eat up more clock. Yeah, I just, I just don't want them to have the ball. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're, but, but we're fourth, fourth and, and seven. Fourth and seven. That's a that's a lot of yards to get in. Plus, yeah, you but, give them you <clears throat> give them that, that that emotional boost of holding us on fourth down. Yeah. And the clock uh, can stop after this yeah. play too. So. so if he can he can kick it over here to this wide side of the field, if he can get it down inside the ten, uh, it would be uh, a, a great job, and that that would force him to drive the length of the field. Working's back to his five yard line, waiting on Max. Patton's punt here. Here's the snap. Good snap. Patton kicks it. Angles exactly it towards what he's the sideline. Oh, oh, get on it. Get, get on, on it. Get it. He did. At he the one-yard oh, line. At the wow. one-yard line. Deontay line. Morris, the senior, <laughs> senior wide receiver, goes down. He he back in the you remember in the first half, he touched the ball a little too quick. Uh, as the ball was rolling down on a punt by Max Patton in the one first quarter. Uh, but this time, he, he almost <laughs> let it go, and it almost went to, he almost let it go too far, but he finally caught up with it and downed it at the one-yard line. Now the referees are conferring here. What are they going to say? Yep. Saying first think, down at the one. Well, they're they were, still talking. There they yeah. are. Yep. They're still talking. I think there was a question because he actually, he actually went into the end zone right. a little bit, but I think he – had already stopped the momentum of the ball, and yeah. he wasn't touching it when he went into the end that's zone. That's exactly right. So uh, I think that's what they were discussing was making sure he wasn't touching the ball when he got in there. So so now I'm looking for a safety. Uh, we want a safety yeah, just, right here, yeah, Drew Parker. We're forcing, doing, them, we're forcing them to eat up clock to get out of this hole. <laughs> yeah, our touchdown. Let's yeah. get a touchdown, a, a turnover and a touchdown right here. Three minutes, 38 seconds to go here in this first round of the TWSAA playoffs. Mount Juliet at their one at the their own one yard line. Swoner in the shotgun. He's in the shotgun being pressured. There he throws it out. Hey, of that's, a that's a safety. That's, that's grounded. That's a safety. That he's, is he's a safety. He throws it out. No, there's nobody there. And there comes the flag. Let me see the flag. That's got to be a safety. He was pressured in the end zone. He was in the box. He was in. He was inside the tackle yes, box. and he threw it out of bounds. He did get it past the obviously the line of scrimmage, but he just threw it away to avoid the sack. That's got to be a yeah. safety. And let's see it. And let's. Yes. There it is, right there. Safety. A new score in the game with three minutes, thirty-two seconds to go. Columbia now twenty-three. Mount Juliet ten. Wow. Plus they still we, haven't put it on the scoreboard yet. So plus we I? get the ball. And there it is. There it is. Safety. Finally, the signal from the referee. Safety. 
Wow, great defensive effort. Schwoner had nowhere to go. His The defensive front four had just covered him up, and he didn't have any choice but to throw it away or to be tackled with the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, the defensive backfield did a super, super job. He had no one to throw to. They were all covered downfield. He realized he was about to get tackled anyway. He threw it away. Uh, they recognized that he was still inside. The, our outside rush did not let him roll out. That was huge. That was a huge part of that, that rush. Did not let him roll out. Made him stay inside the pocket, and that's what caused the safety. Awesome. Awesome right here. Terry? Uh, Columbia scored a safety. Intentional grounding on the quarterback in the end zone. Scores 23-10 to 10 with 3.32 left in the fourth quarter. Awesome. And now it's a kind of what they call a free kick, but they'll have yeah. to kick it from their 20 uh, we get to the ball. us. And that also forces them, once they get the ball, they have to score two touchdowns now to catch us. And they've got one timeout yeah. remaining with three minutes, 32 seconds to go here in this ball game. New score, 23-10, to 10, Columbia over Mount Julian. Wow. Fantastic effort for our defense, for sure, tonight. And the offense. And the special teams. The special teams put that ball on the one-yard line right there. And look, they are lining up. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Lee. Go ahead. They are lining up for an onside kick down here. Whatever. We've got got to get. Yeah, that is. That would be. It'd uh, almost be worth us to call a timeout make sure we have our hands team out there. Make sure it goes 10 yards. Yeah. Here's Shanuda. He's going to line it up. A lot of times teams will do the punt this way, yeah. but he's lining up to kick an onside kick. Now they're shifting. Let's see where okay. they're shifting now to. They, they, now they've evened Columbia. out the coverage. Columbia is shifting with him. He's kicking from his own 20-yard line. Here's the kick, and it is an onside kick, and we recovered it by Caden McCoy right. at the 30-yard line of Mount Juliet. First and 10. That's not Caden McCoy. That's DeAndre Mathers. And he's limping. He's been <laughs> limping. He had hurt, gotten hurt on defense earlier in the third quarter. And uh, he makes that reception and covers that ball at the 30-yard line. Now we can now control this clock. thing out. Yeah, no big mistakes. They got one time out. Secure the ball. Whatever you do, secure the ball. Do they not wave it around out there. One second off the clock. Come on. Had to take more than one second, but I guess so. He got it, and they touched him one second. So, first and ten at the 30-yard line of Mount Juliet here. Luke Usselton under center. He could take a knee. Hold on to that ball. Hold on to that ball. We've got to have at least one first down. Give to McCoy. McCoy looking for room across the middle. Got five yards down to the 25-yard line. First, second, and five now for the Lions. Wow. Fantastic. Just got to hold on to it, get another first down, run this clock. They'll have to use that timeout, but they won't for, yeah. they won't for a while. Goodness gracious, guys. I'm getting excited here. This is playoff Huge. football. This Playoff football. We have raised the intensity. Our defense has especially stepped up, raised the intensity of their play. Offense got themselves going in the second half. Here we go. Take a quick picture. Boom. There we go. All right, Luke Usselton, second and five, letting that play clock go all the way down as much as he can. Inside four now. 
and he snaps it with one second. Gives to Q Martin around the left side. Q looking for room to go. Breaks his way. Gets close to the first down. I believe he's got his first down. Are they going to mark him just short? He gets to the right at the 21-yard line, but I thought he hey, fell across that, to the that's 20. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That makes us run another play to get the first down, and then we get to run four more downs after that. And you know what this play's going to be. Oh, yes. Right on Mr. Lewis. <laughs> Every, everybody in the right stadium knows Lewis. what this play's going to be. Right up the middle. <laughs> Including their defense. This might be a time to, to uh, run, run, a jet, run a jet or something like that. We're inside Because you know minutes. they're going to be stacked up inside. We're inside two minutes right now and counting. Columbia has the ball on the 21-yard line of Mount Juliet facing a third and one. Luke Usselton brings his team up to the line of scrimmage. Five seconds on the play clock. There's the snap. And he's going to run the quarterback sneak, and he's getting four yards, five (laughs) yards down to the 15-yard line goes Luke Usselton, first and 10 for the Lions, and that should about all but do it, right? I mean, yeah, we've got control. They can't can't score two touchdowns. Clock's running. They're not going to call their timeout because. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to try to strip the ball, I would say, but I think we take knees. We take knees right here, right? If we can uh, one more play, yeah, after this, after this, we can can take it. They still have a timeout to call, but now 1.15 to go. Play clock down to 10. Usselton under center. Jordan Dave going to give to McCoy in the middle. He's still picking his way. He's, He's in. into the end zone. Touchdown. Caden McCoy. Wow. Fantastic. Right up the middle. Caden McCoy comes through again for the Columbia Central Lions. They're going to win this game and go to the second round of the TWSAA playoffs. Wow. 29 to 10. Columbia over Mount Juliet awaiting Max Patton's extra point attempt. Just a, there was a huge hole off the right side right there. He just a uh, straight dive play and Woo. was able to, you know, he had to drag one guy, had to make one guy miss. Woo. He drug Man. him into the end zone. Woo. Lord have mercy. There we go. There's the kick. It goes straight up in the air, and I still believe it's good. And it is good. The 30 to 10, Columbia over Mount Juliet with one minute to go here in the ball game. Columbia leading Mount Juliet 30 to 10. Wow, what a game. Fantastic second half for the Columbia Central Lions. Let's take a quick timeout. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. And welcome back to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Terry Wilcox, what do you got? Uh, Columbia went 30 yards in four plays. Took two minutes, 31 seconds off the clock. Finished it off with a 16-yard McCoy run. Kick was good, 30-10 to 10 Columbia. One minute to go in the game. I'm seeing Coach Duncan down there talking to Adrian Hidalgo. I meant to tell you that earlier, that he went down in that first half with an injury, and 
Not sure what the status is, but he is on the sideline. And there was a kick now to uh, Mount Juliet as they return it back to the 30-yard line. We're at 50 seconds to go in this ball game, but they're trailing by three touchdowns, 30-10 to 10 here as uh, Columbia's all but wrapped this one up on this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Yeah, keep everybody in front. One thing we need to make sure we do right now is keep our, keep our composure. No telling how Mount Juliet's going to react to the situation. We got to make sure we keep our composure so we don't lose I, I, any how players. Can, how can they keep? I can't keep my composure, Coach. Man, come on. Now. <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> Celebration's one thing. What we can't do is get uh, get get going, John, with them. Oh man, I got to get down there on that field. Oh, there's Joseph Whaley. He's not even on the field. Come on, Joseph. There's the Wildcat snap to uh, Workings. He's going to pick up about five yards or six yards on the play. And, and that, that scrum eats up gonna, another five seconds. <laughs> that clock's just going to roll now. There's, I don't guess they'll call their timeout. There's no point. They're just going to let it go. It's going to go down to zero. We're at under 30 seconds to go here in the ball game as the Columbia sideline is in celebration mode. The crowd's in celebration mode. Oh, coach got it. Oh, he got he got, <laughs> got a cold man. Oh, they pulled out the the, the Gatorade. Or hopefully, big, that's just look who it was. Big Lou, Big Lou had it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So yeah, they get the first down. I wasn't even looking. They yeah, get a first down. Play. The clock stops it's for the six. first down marking, and now they're just going to start it back up, and they're going to count it down. Three, two. One zero. Columbia wins thirty to ten over Mount Juliet in this first round of the TWS Double playoffs. Fantastic! What a win! What a victory for the Lions! And now we await to see who we play next week. It looks sounds like it's going to be Green Hill, and we know them all too well. And we'll talk about them here shortly. But let's take a quick timeout, and we'll be back to wrap up with the stats and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. And welcome back to a victorious Lindsey Nelson Stadium for your Columbia Central Lions as they defeat the Mount Juliet Golden Bears 30-10 to 10 here on the opening night of the playoffs here for the TSSAA. And we move on, guys, to round two. And we know it's probably going to be at Green Hill. We know that uh, they are a good team. They finished uh, first in their in their region and uh terry you got a score for them not so fast uh franklin oh. county has scored a touchdown to eight minutes and 18 seconds to go in the game but green hill's up by 11 38 27 38 wow. to 27 so that's saying a lot there franklin county uh we took care of business from them early in the season and uh i know green hill beat them no they didn't play green hill but yeah uh, yeah but and, and also nolansville 
is up 49 to 21 over Station Camp, wow. who was the number two seed coming out of that district. So wow, that's cool. Uh, that's, that's great. Good. So yep. here's some final stats for you for Columbia: offensive total yards 254, time of possession 22 minutes, and time of possession for Mount Juliet 25 minutes. Rushing yards for Columbia: it was the tail of the tape, 37 rushes, 240 yards for Columbia. They only passed three times. They only passed one time there in the second the second half. So they were Luke Austin was two of three for 14 yards, and uh, for Mount Juliet. They rushed the ball 34 times for 140 yards, 9 of 20 passing for 83 yards. Again, total yards, Columbia 254 uh, for, for Columbia, Mount Juliet 223 yards. So just a fantastic second half. Uh, disciplined game, disciplined approach here in the second half when, uh, you know, it was 14-10 to at halftime. Yeah, defense really did a great, great job uh, keeping us in control of this game. Uh, They they set the tone in the first half. Offense did a super job coming out, made some adjustments in the second half. That first drive in the second half was the key to the game, I think. Uh, You know, outside of our defense holding them to the the 10 points, obviously – but our offense taking that and making it, uh, what is it, a six-and-a-half-minute drive? Uh, it was a long, yeah. long drive that ate up a whole lot of clock and then extended the drive, uh, extended the lead to where they had to start throwing the ball more and, and allow our pass rush to take over. And, uh, again, hats off to our defense for, for containing them, but also hats off to our offense and our line, our <laughs> both offensive and defensive line taking on those huge, huge linemen from Mount Juliet and controlling the line of scrimmage and doing a great job tonight. And special teams did a great job, yes. too. Max Patton had another great, that, fantastic game for us. and uh, that, just, that punt to the one was great. That was great. That's <laughs> what caused the safety and what kind of really put the nail in the coffin there for the Mount Juliet Golden Bears. So, uh, Q Martin finishes with... Uh, on 10 carries, 110 yards tonight, two touchdowns rushing, and then, of course, the 62 yards that he had from the punt return for the touchdown as well. Caden McCoy finished strong as well, man. He he helped us right there in that fourth quarter as he came on big. 15 carries for 82 yards, over five yards a carry, and, of course, the touchdown there at the end of the game. Jordan Davis, five carries for 37 yards. Luke Olselton ended up running the ball six times for 13 yards, so just just a fantastic effort on behalf of that line of scrimmage for the Lions as the team now meeting at midfield and celebrating a strong victory tonight because you get to keep playing. You know, once you lose, I feel sorry for Mount Juliet. They're going to have to a, a long drive back to Mount Juliet tonight, and their season is over. Uh, and that's what happens in playoff football. You, you win, you keep playing, you lose, you're done. So the hope is that there is a chance, you know, that we can get back to play at this stadium. But it just depends on a whole lot of other scores, other games, how that happens. But this year, in this uh, odd year, is the third, the, excuse me, the, the fourth round of the, the semifinals, uh, we have that home opportunity. You know, unless somebody you're playing from the same region, which in our instance might be Paige, they yep. would get to host the yep. home game. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, just so you know, Paige is uh, in fourth quarter. They're only up 14-7 to seven as well. Wow. They're okay. struggling a little bit there. Let's, now, let's of course, see what in the playoffs, you, the big thing is to keep playing. At this point, you really uh, – you, yes, you'd love to play at home, but the big, the most important thing is you're still playing. 
and next week we get a shot now to get a measure of revenge with you know with the playoffs in the line we we're going to have a better idea how to attack. We're a better team than we were when we played Green Hill the first time. Uh, obviously, you know they've improved a little bit, but we're a much, much better team than we are than we were when we played them, and and we'll have a better idea of how to attack what they do, what they do uh, on offense and what they do on defense, and we'll we'll make some really good adjustments. I'm, well, we, I'm really looking forward to next. Well, week. we played with them for sure. Yeah. It was 14 to 14 at halftime, and they ended up winning yeah. 28 to 14. So we obviously you know figure out that second half. And we're going to figure out how to beat them. That's right. If that's who we play. I'm not going to get my cart in front of the horse here, but we'll see. Wait and see what JP says. And you're going to hear all those scores from all over the state. But one score they'd better be talking a lot about that I better hear Murphy Fair talk about is the Columbia Central Lions get it done at a home playoff game for the first time in nine years, 30 to 10 over Mount Juliet's. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I love it. I'm going to get down there on the field and give that big boy. Boy, son of mine, a big hug, and, and look yeah. forward to uh, uh, another week of practice and another week to get ready for the second round of the playoffs. Right. There's nothing like it to have playoff football. You get, get to keep playing. It's almost like, I mean, this one to me is almost like last year's first round, that triple overtime win Beach. against Gallatin. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll see what happens. Guys, it's been a pleasure. So I want to thank all of you for tuning in to our broadcast of Columbia Central Lions football, where your final score, once again, in this first round of the TWSAA playoffs, Columbia Central Lions 30, Mount Juliet Golden Bears 10. Tune in next week as the Lions, we'll see, maybe be traveling to Green Hill, but we'll let you know right here on 103.7 WKRM and Front Porch Radio. Coming up next, TriStar Friday Night Live with host J.P. Plant and Murphy Fair to bring you scores and comments from games all across the state from Bristol to Memphis. So for Coach Mike Lyles, Terry Wilcox, I'm Lee Maddox saying good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. This has been a presentation of the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Columbia Central Lions football on WKRM is brought to you in part by 
Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Ten Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Holland's Pharmacy, Columbia Foodland, Beck Dental Care, Ted Rich and CSH Incorporated, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Marts, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee.